0: Can you be quiet, please? Thank you.
1: Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I
2: want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand.
1: Was that supposed
3: to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that?
2: Do you have any freaking game?
3: Dude.
1: It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host... <laughs> clip
4: Brock, welcome in to this thursday edition of pirate radio live clip rock here with you inside the pirate radio studios coming to you today on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington you can find us on 12 930 online pr927fm.com and watch the show on facebook live and youtube make sure you are subscribed uh, over 2,000 subscribers now on YouTube. Let's keep that number bumping up. Give us a like, follow us on Facebook, and you can uh, get all the latest on what's going on in the Pirate Nation. Coming up on today's show, a lot to get to. East Carolina, Cincinnati coming up on Friday night. And the Pirates, five point underdogs right now on the road at Cincinnati, where they have not lost the game since 2017. We'll get Jeff Nadeau's take on it, Barstool Sports. He'll join us coming up at the end of hour number one. We'll talk to the big man on campus, Kevin Monroe. We'll also join us on today's show to preview East Carolina and Cincinnati. He joins us in hour two. Since we don't have a Pirate Radio live tomorrow, we'll have a Bud Light pregame tailgate beginning at 4 o'clock. We'll have our tony dunn nfl segment at four o'clock on today's program so we'll talk panthers falcons coming up tonight and the rest of week 10 we'll make some picks in the nfl and touchdown tony collins joining us at five o'clock on today's program so we got a big one for you shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt here as well and troy d is to my left hello troy hello clip how are you today i am fantastic how are you doing better than i was when i was
5: supposed to be here monday good dear Sorry, i did not know show you but uh was a little under the weather then There's but you were, you were around. not on the show correct i know so you know i was sick yeah yeah but you did no show i know showed you but i did not like leave you hanging no you gave yeah. me plenty. I, I, like a no show is when you don't even know you're not coming you know what i'm saying
4: all right like you gave me plenty of time to prepare right that's i didn't want to um, a show without troy D. no show no show you yeah.
6: speaking of no show you want to explain yourself about <laughs> tuesday night
4: good question
6: you texted in first of this all i
5: said how are you doing clip did you answer <laughs> i said Fan fan-tastic. fantastic all right just want to get that out of the way but i did come in for a surprise appearance on tuesday and i'll be
6: here with you tomorrow for
5: the first hour of the pregame show to make
4: up for it are you going to address chandler's question what's that now
6: um speaking
4: of t- no show speaking
6: of no show what happened tuesday because you were on the fence well you, was, were, you was, were 100% commit, probable. Com, correct. Right. Okay. Right. Then you texted into this show. I've still got the text. Right. That Re- says, read
5: the text. That says... No, uh, read the text word for word. I want you to read the text. If we're going to play this game, Troy read the text as I sent it to you. Do not change a word.
4: Troy D, status has now elevated to 100% confirmed. Will be attending tonight. Please alert the proper authorities.
5: Yes. Okay. Correct. I will be attending tonight. And I did attend. He's playing games. You're assuming what I meant.
4: He's playing games.
5: What did I attend? You, we were the, the attended, discussion
4: was ECU basketball. I never said
5: ECU basketball in that text. There oh you go, assuming it again.
6: Oh my gosh! Come on, there Troy. you go.
5: I mean, come on, Chandler. Troy. I said I will be attending, and I attended a dinner that we had previously scheduled <laughs> with Holt Naylor's and Company at Parker's Barbecue. Unbelievable. <laughs> Which unfortunately conflicted with the first. Half of the so club, now when uh, Mike
4: Schwartz talks to you, you can't say you were at the first game. I, I were not. There. I did
5: watch the first game because we watched the second half on TV. But you were not there. I was not in attendance. No, nope. I was
4: watching. Yep. Yeah.
5: All right. These things happen sometimes. There's a lot of games, clip. A lot of games. I,
4: yeah, I know. A lot of games. I will probably <laughs> definitely go to. <laughs> yes.
5: I am firmly committed to going to other games this season.
4: All right. Yes. And again, we wouldn't bring this up i know and you misread that text unless you had to shoehorn it into the show that you were 100 percent confirmed oh, <clears throat> yes and would be attending right so again I, this is
5: i did attend the dinner with holt nailers yeah
6: all right LRB, uh chimes in and says pirates are one and another with not a dessert guy And a minji's
4: i mean not to pile on troy here early but he's 100 percent attending he didn't attend not a dessert guy you are, for a non-dessert guy, you eat more dessert than anybody I, I know. I will say this week has been a doozy. I mean, I, back I, mean to, I would say so. I did I did
5: have, well, last week at the Parker's dinner, I did have a um, banana pudding, which is unbelievable. Which I don't you blame you for that. Yeah. I was at CD's Grill yesterday for lunch, and I had the yellow chocolate cake, which is fantastic. Don't blame me for that. And then I was at, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, gosh, I was back at Parker's today for an event, and I tried their brownie. Which is like a big piece of cake almost. Have you guys had the we've, brownie We've before? had it here. Yeah. So I'm three deep this week on desserts. I'm done.
7: I mean, I'm you, not eating
5: any more desserts this week. Can you just
4: say you're I, a, you are a dessert I'm not guy.
5: a dessert guy. I just happen to be at the, they're just in front of me at that time and I can't say no. Why can't you say no? Because it's a, a problem I have. Okay. Well, there you go. If it's All not right. in front of me. I don't eat desserts. We've at least admitted I something. But I, it's kind of like, I don't know. You know, it's like a, a drug addict, man. If you don't put drugs in front of the guy, he's probably fine. But if you put drugs in front of him, he probably can't help himself
6: and he's a going around town a- saying i'm not a drug guy he's like i'm not a drug <laughs> d- not, a not a drug, drug guy, guy. <laughs> but when it's in front of me man <laughs> oh my yeah. god i'm going I'm, down on
5: it I, I i am a recovering dessert addict i guess <laughs> i wouldn't say keep you're recovering keep them away from me and i'm fine put them in front of my face and i'm gonna eat it
4: all right well maybe don't go you're going to these places they're not going to you're your right house. it's their fault clip they shouldn't <laughs> have them there <laughs> and again not to pile on troy here early but john has a uh, question slash comment Did he not go to the game because it was a gold out and Troy is a diva?
5: Gold is my least favorite of the outs, (laughs) I will say. Uh, If I went to the game, I would have not been wearing gold. It was a Troy out. Not by a protest, though. I just don't wear a lot of gold. It's not in my repertoire. Um, I'm not anti-gold. It's just. It not, sounds like you are. It's just not. I'm my, not an anti goat guy, <laughs> but I hate gold. It's just not my thing. <laughs> I think the shirts they handed out were great for the students. They look good. I have no problem with that. And it, you, I agree with you, Clip. If they want to do a, a gold out. Print shirts for everybody, put it on everybody's seats, and then that's how you do the the out
4: Which asking. they did print quite a few. Yeah. And yes. They look really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had like the pirate script mm-hmm. and the a number on it. Right.
5: So I'm not I don't have a problem with it. I'm just not gonna go to the game wearing gold.
6: And if you go Saturday to ECU versus Presbyterian, wear black. It is a blackout. Oh, come, he's, on. He's not going. You, come on now. It's a blackout.
5: Jeez. All these rules. Just go to the game. Why can't we just go to the game? and have fun no
4: don't say anything he's talking without to being without being told what to wear <laughs> just go to the game he says <laughs> troy d just go I, to the game well i had hilarious <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> hilarious hilarious i haven't brought out a Jim Rome in a while
5: we did you know i had my kids with me and they were at the dinner too and then everybody ate so much i said we'll get there I said, you know, we were going to go meet Ellerby and Hunter, his son. And I was like, well, they usually leave at halftime. I said, we go. Oh, oh, here <laughs> like, we go. Now, so we could have stopped like, are we <laughs> Now look- you're throwing <laughs> other so people under the bus. We're going to get there <laughs> Where late. Where's Ellerbee? Are we going to oh, look please. bad late? They're going to be gone. Paige and Jonathan Ellerby. We were full. It was cold. There were a lot of issues going on. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of issues. <laughs> is Ellerbee, <laughs> says, here?
6: Ellerbee says free desserts. <laughs> <laughs> free desserts this Saturday at the Hoops game. <laughs>
4: Mr. Leave at halftime. It is true. Leave it 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 is true. He, does leave.
5: he pulls a Tony Collins in a lot of basketball games. I'm not throwing him under the bus. It's true. Now, I did find out he did stay to the end of the game this Oh, my game.
4: God. You contradict Which, yourself
5: no, no, no. every but time normally, you say something. Normally, it's true. You do leave basketball games early, correct?
4: I'm not blaming you.
5: I've left early.
4: Ellery's here. Hello, Ellery. <laughs> I mean,
8: yet again... <laughs> The only time Troy doesn't it, make it about himself when he's trying to throw blame at somebody else. I mean, that was a factor, though. We figured the Ellerbees are going to be gone. The
5: boys, why do you hand. send him a text? The boys were communicating, and we were still at the game. <laughs> they went to the whole game. Well, there must have been some miscommunication. So you, now you're blaming your sons. I mean, <laughs> yes, <laughs> who knows what they wanted? <laughs> uh, you
8: know what? Yeah. Troy's not I a responsibility guy, <laughs> not a big responsibility guy. <laughs>
4: Oh man! So free dessert
8: I, Saturday? Would that get you to the game instead oh, of a blackout? No, he's
4: <laughs> done with dessert this week. Yeah, yeah he's I've done, had enough desserts. Oh,
8: this week. I seriously doubt that. No, I have had enough. Is, desserts. is does today? Does the week end today? And then, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna try. Yeah, I'm gonna try and stop with
5: the desserts. I was also I, this wasn't a dessert, but I was up at the football offices yesterday, and I probably shouldn't even share this. And I was talking with some of the guys, I was talking with Jake with the operations up there. And I was in his office. He had this big bowl of candy it was full of, uh, of individually wrapped skittle packages it's like man that looks good he's like oh man take up as much as you want so I took a couple of skittle packages
4: you really do have a problem I know
5: but if it wasn't there I would have never gone for skittles I feel like but it was like a thousand skittle packages right there available I'm like man Instead of laughing at you, we should be helping you. Correct. Yeah. Thank you, Clip. Yeah. And you know what? I'm LRB, looking for a hand up, not a handout. Enough handouts. It's a
4: main offender. He always has like some candy and stuff on his desk. Well, those
5: are more mints. That's not really
8: candy. Troy eats a lot of those too. <laughs> <laughs> not a big mint guy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he he is a big bad breath guy he's eating those like Tic Tacs. Yeah, they're good. I mean, like he's grabbing the fresh breath uh, winter, Wintergreen mint.
4: So Ellery, you did go to the game and you did stay till
8: the end. I was there five minutes early and I stayed all the way to the end. Okay, so it was it was, Just it, it was confirming that. Did you wear yellow? Uh, no, I had purple on, yeah. so I, d- I was unaware that it was a yellow out. But uh, I don't think it was a, a mandatory. I think just at this point, where the state of East Carolina basketball just show up in Menji's. So. Yeah, yeah, that's
4: why I was, that was my so, point. So, and they're like, wearing yeah. black uniforms on Saturday, and Which so if you'd like to wear black, you can. It is not a rule. You can show up without wearing black. It's fine. You sure? Yes, positive. Okay. Yeah. And if you wear, as you said, just show up. If you wear black
8: and you get dessert on it, it doesn't show <laughs> as bad either. You know, and it
4: is slimming. So that's what the dessert is. That's, that's f- what
8: someone was asking Troy when he was stuffing his face with his brownie at lunch today. Like, uh, hey, how, how do you uh, want to lose weight if you're going to eat brownie? I was like, well, it's like if you say you like you used to be 300 pounds and then you're two something, you're like that's how you that's how you do it.
4: You know, Tyler uh has Troy's back. It's, he says it'd be impolite to turn down dessert true. Troy is a polite man. Yeah. John says, Troy has more clothing complaints than my wife. LRB, he is a clothing guy. A lot of, a lot of questions about clothing. How's the hat look? Does the shirt go well? You're a clothing guy.
2: I,
5: I Somewhat.
4: Yeah. Somewhat.
5: somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm not a dessert guy. I am
8: kind of a clothing guy. I'd say, yeah. Kind of a clothing guy. So, so what is the number one thing you say you are? What do you mean? Say I am. Like you say, you're kind of a closing guy. What kind of guy are you? Yeah, you're you're not a dessert guy. You're kind of a closing guy. Oh, I think I'm a fun guy. You're a fun guy. Yeah. You got fun guy? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes during the summer. The fungus. Is that why you wear (laughs) flip-flops? Get that fun guy out? All right. I'd say say that's the type of guy I am, fun.
4: Elvira, did you have fun in Minji's?
8: Yeah, I had had a great time. You know, actually, I had a lot more room than normal since... uh, you know, you know who. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> didn't show up next to him. So Mr. Dessert Guy wasn't there. And, well, if the boys said, yes, let's go, we need to be there, probably right. gone. Just, so they were like, you just know, let it go. Obviously, yeah, we know yeah. who the adults are in the house. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I kind of left it up to them. Yeah, I'm sure they can't wait to turn 16 and drop this daisy around. Have you ever ate family style for an hour? I mean, you have used seven excuses. Try to mean, do anything I afterwards? I understand. I, mean, I do it just every... Ap- just apologize <laughs> to Mike Schwartz right now. <laughs> let's tell, it, it, and tell him you're going to treat him I'm, like every other basketball I'm, coach. I'm, I'm, you I'm know what? Listed. You know what? Whether it's Joe Dooley, Mike Schwartz, Bill Harry, and just go down the list. Coach <laughs> Mac. you yeah, know what? Yeah, let's let's go down the list and just say, hey, look, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Not a basketball guy. show up it's a big game i do show up to the big games clip that is true great that's not a thing to brag about (laughs) have you ever heard about fans flopping that's what troy does troy does you know he just he flops he doesn't make it to he doesn't make it to the his seats big game troy all right yeah are you going saturday i'm actually going to be out of town on saturday i got oh. a family event so okay. I'm, I'm straight up honest i'm not saying definitely maybe or 100 <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you an answer of no right now yeah, I am you. i going next wednesday right now the answer is yes unless something else comes up as an emergency with my family i plan to be in mng's on wednesday and so. if you're a
4: big game guy looking at the schedule you probably won't go to a game till like january okay. or february well, not a lot of big games
5: usually january is when i kind of get into ec basketball it's just a little early for me but right. I,
4: I may go Saturday. Excuse number eight. I may go Saturday. <laughs> no You're not. We're no not playing this game again. <laughs> no chance. We're done with this game. All right. So there you go. No, but
5: I do. I, I'm i just in football mode right now. To be honest. Okay. Like, I, I just, it's hard for me to, you know, I like to compartmentalize the seasons. When football's over, then we can focus on basketball. When basketball's over, then you can focus on baseball. Okay. I just don't like the blending of the seasons. Fine. We it's too it. much. Yep. All right.
8: All right, LRB, thanks
4: for yeah. confirming. Yeah, it
8: was, it, was, it was great being here for this wonderful moment in radio history. So uh, carry back on. Maybe I'll accomplish more great things to
4: come. Michael Winstead I, says, It seems like Troy D. don't know the truth from Fantasy World. Hey, easy, I don't, Mike. Hey, I don't know what he's talking about there. Robert says, Big ball game. It's a big I, ball game Friday night, I'll tell you that. I
5: do have a solution, though. We, this got brought up online. Um, someone was asking, Where I saw it on Twitter it was multiple people talking about it. Why in uh, the uh, and you guys might have been talking about it yesterday on the show? Why the students at Minji's Maniacs is not behind, you know, w- where the TV cameras are.
4: We talked about it at length. Yeah, yesterday. Okay, that's right. And We've I saw people about tweet. Years.
5: Yeah, I know, but I mean, it got brought up this week again, yep. and I saw people tweeting about it again because it looks. Um, when I was okay, When I was in school in the nineties, we were on the other. We were on the other side. Um, yeah, we were behind. There was no issue. Like we were, we chose first of all this. The lower bowl is open back then anyway to wherever you wanted to be. Minji's got remodeled when I was in school to what it is today. Used to be wooden bleachers before that, but you could stand wherever you wanted in the student section lower bowl. I believe that's still the same way. We stood at the you know mid court behind the benches, you know, but we were in between. Them. It was really kind of behind the scores table or whatever that you know referee's table is right there. He, um, And it was th- – that was our Minji's maniac section. And then if you had a big game, you would grow a little bit. But we weren't really behind the bench. We were behind the announcing table kind of. Uh, it was, But there was no rule where students could be or couldn't be. I guess is the issue now they reserve seats in, in a section – in
4: the student section for
3: opposing fans
5: is that what
4: the deal is fans families i believe so yeah because they're always back there behind the bench doesn't
3: it have something to do with tv was that
5: is is zero to do with TV? so i think they they maybe give a buffer of a couple rows to the opposing team and you'll see that sometimes even in other games i've seen you know in other arenas on tv the the
3: Right, you don't right put, behind the bench. You they, don't do like Duke does and put the Cameron Crazies no, on somebody's neck.
5: No. I, I just, So here's my solution to this. I disagree. I, I think here's how we fix this. I, I'm being dead serious about this. I think you do exactly what Duke does. I think you, you, you do. I've been to Cameron Indoor. The students are right on top of the court. There's no problem with it. Now, There's one difference between us and what Duke does. I think the if the issue is you have to leave a couple rows protected behind the opposing bench. Let's do what Duke does. Let's flip flop where the team sits. Let's put the teams on the other side and the other and, and then which ro- rotate the ba- the um, the sidelines
3: basically. And have media and fans on the other side. Correct, Stairs and then the and side. then
5: the bench would be on the same side as the tv cameras you put the mingy's maniacs on the tv side you fill up that row which is the same thing cameron indoor does the bench is on the tv side yes where duke sits and the opposing team sits the 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 cameron crazies for the most part are across the court going nuts now they're right on top of the media table but that's so be it who cares and you put whatever's on that other side you just flip the sidelines And that way you achieve the goal of when these games are all broadcast on TV or ESPN Plus, it looks good. and It doesn't look like a dead atmosphere because that side's not as big and going crazy as the other side.
3: Well, the issue is when you get to December and you got those games during the break. Right. But I'm saying that that to me, that would solve
5: the problem. Flip the sidelines. You fix the glitch. You still protect. Then you still have two rows behind the. There's no rule that says what side the teams have to sit on. So do what Duke does, put them on that side, and let the fans be on the other. Let the students be on the other side, and you fixed it. That's my solution to it, for real. Now I don't know if they can do it this season, but they should definitely do it next season. You know, yeah. I'm
3: sure there is all sorts of logistics. We involved.
5: had this
4: exact discussion yesterday.
5: With that solution. Yeah,
4: move the team to the just flip. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Yes.
3: Now, would you have to flip flop the court because of the logo? None.
4: No, because no. the camera stays the same. You camera do. doesn't move. My okay. first thought okay. was just move no. the camera, but you can't no. do that.
3: No, all cameras
5: so stay the same. So you just
4: move the seats. I said Chandler and I will go out there uh, this weekend and move all the chairs if you need us to help. Yeah, It'll like, be pretty You simple. just
5: move the whatever. And even the people that sit, like the courtside seats, that moves to that side. Everything yeah. just flips. Pretty easy. Yeah. Sure. It, 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 just as it works now, it just works on the other side. And then you ha- it can achieve the goal of having the students be seen on the telecast.
3: It would have looked nice the other night. Yeah. For sure.
4: That, that's what should happen. On TV, you can see kind of behind fans that are actually standing, cheering after a shot. You can see their arms. And then on the other side, you just see people sitting down. Maybe a clap, looking at their phones, nothing's happening. Right. It makes it look like a dead atmosphere that nobody wants to play in or be a part of. Right. It is a terrible. So look it's for a perception television. issue yep. because
5: that's not the reality.
4: I have saw a lot of people say that if you were at the game, it was pretty electric. If it you watch was it lively. on TV, it's it's pretty dead, at least from how it looks. So they need right. to fix it. So either let them sit over there and in
5: the middle. Or if you're not going to let them do that, which I don't know why they still can't let them be in the middle, if you don't want them right behind the opposing opposing team, then that's fine. I get it. But let them sit there. And if
3: you can't do that, then flip the benches. Yep. Flip the sidelines. It's not like we're Carolina and have a bunch of blue hairs keeping people off the court. Which is a a problem there. I mean, you brought up the triangle schools.
4: Carolina has their fans like in the uh, behind the goals, right? Yeah, they move the student yeah, section, the section behind they the goalposts. The they, they used to not have student; they, they used to have the
5: students like in the upper up level. top. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like I mean, they moved move them down. That's what I meant by the blue
3: hairs.
4: Kind well, of it's a pretty, it's a pretty good look on free throws and stuff. But yeah, you can't really see it while the action's going on. Yeah,
3: similar to Maryland. I think Maryland has theirs in the end zone. Like
4: if you were going to
5: renovate Menchie's and Wake, you know, I've heard some buzz about that. What would you do? I know we don't have the budget for it right now, but. How would you, you know, what would you change with the lower level? Would you make it chair like, like where you can roll out chair back seats, like to see not just seats benches, and benches, instead of benches? It yeah. makes it look yeah. dated and yeah.
4: kind of just. But
5: you'd still have to be able to have a push back so they could, you know, have a big floor because they use like, Minji's for so much stuff. It's not just basketball. It is a multi. Even the Dean Dome pushes their seats back.
3: Greensboro
4: Coliseum.
5: Yeah, similar. Situation. Maybe
4: make it purple but instead of the gray. I agree. And just Pur- doesn't purple
5: look- seats that would fold that would fold down. You could still push back, but you could change it to seats instead of just a bench. Would look nice.
4: Yeah, that's very look- drab.
5: Yeah.
3: It looks a little bit too much like a high school gymnasium. Just a yeah. hair. The, and and it's, the, it's those bottom benches. That's what it is. The gray. I don't know how they ended up going just gray everywhere. I know they're
5: trying to get away from some of that.
3: They have tried to add some color. They have. That. And they've <laughs> done
5: good wrapping <laughs> and different mm-hmm. things like that.
4: We saw yeah. James Madison. They were on TV the other day. And they have a nice arena. And it's got like the ribbon boards going around and stuff uh-huh. like that. And it just looked... <laughs> it looked like it was forty years advanced from Minji's Coliseum. You know what I yeah. would
3: like? And I don't know how we get there. I would like some sunlight to come into Minji's. Yeah. I think it's cool when you see like I, I love Virginia's Coliseum. Mm-hmm. John Paul, John Anytime Arena. you can
5: have windows open like when you've got the yeah. you
3: can see the outside world and it doesn't look like a cement box. Yeah. That is nice
5: yeah it's probably not feasible with the
4: way the roof is there right the but that would be, boy, would be boy would be nice that's, and we're I talking agree. about dream world i mean yeah
3: you know that's probably my favorite
4: <clears throat> jason yeah. says you wouldn't be able to see the coaches actions and reactions during games who cares i mean they, they,
5: you
3: don't really i mean
4: i would trade that to see But they put
3: cameras on the coaches.
5: exactly
4: i would trade that to see fans actually celebrating a dunk what did duke fans say that's what I'm that, saying.
3: It's not a problem for Coach K. Right. They put a camera on him.
4: And if Coach K is okay with it, then everybody should be. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, isn't it weird? There's no that rule that says it. Ha, the team has to be on that
5: sideline. Isn't it weird we have to say it was good for Coach K now?
4: Well, Troy says he's coming back.
5: I've said it's possible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everything comes back eventually. So he's going
3: to come
4: back. I think he's going to return
5: like, and then do Dean, another. It's Dean be Smith's the, not coming back.
3: Well, He's gonna do the, He's gonna be the McRibs of college coaches. He's gonna <laughs> right. do retirement tours every he's year. He's kind of like the uh, Taco Bell pizza. <laughs> hey, retirement you know tours. You know what I haven't said? They <laughs>
4: sound like Medea sometimes. You know what I had not said on air yet? Cirity.
7: Dang it! You said it. Well, before. I was gonna ask you
4: what the coach of uh, the Colts is.
3: <laughs>
5: Man, I was happy. Who's
3: coaching the Colts now? That would be former ESPN on-air personality Jeff Cirity.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Cirity. Yeah. All right, uh, let's talk about Friday when we come back. We got we to gotta talk football. I got to get to do. All right, so, so let's take a break. Alex is making my point. He says away
5: fans go to the Duke game, so those stands are filled up by family. Away fans don't come here. Exactly. That's why we need to flip it so it doesn't get shown on TV. Yeah,
3: there is a corner that's, of away fans. That's normally,
5: part right? of my point, yeah. that those stands are empty, and that's what's showing on TV all the time, the, the seats we're saving for opposing fans. Yeah. that don't show That's up. Gross. So put it on the other side so it doesn't matter if they don't show up. They're not shown the whole time. I think we've had this conversation. And either He's agree with me. or making my point. Yeah.
4: yeah. All right. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll talk East ECU Cincinnati. We'll get Troy D's uh, thoughts on that one and have more for you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this.
1: To Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit UniversityPCare.com to learn more today. Now back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chicos for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favors like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
4: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Good news. Troy D's uh, bear season tickets, I mean, it's, it's a gamble. It's like a stock market. It goes up and down. Sold. That's a great point. Um, I will say that after last week, things seem to be trending up. Now, I don't know if Lions at Bears is going to be a high-money ticket. But the way Justin Fields and the offense is playing, people are interested in him, Troy. That's only a good thing for your uh, tickets, I would think.
5: Yeah, uh, of course, it's forcing me to do an update now on the app. I was going to check and see if they had sold. I, I'd have bring them back. I brought them down to face value clip to sell them for Lions. The the tickets were going for like one forty four each. The face was around a hundred uh so i brought I, I tried to bring mine down to the lowest available so they go ahead and sell i don't <clears> want to wait to game day you
4: know well i'm going to predict you have a good christmas because if fields keeps playing well they are home this weekend at atlanta at new york and then three straight home games troy against the packers eagles and bills those are you know big games yeah in chicago
5: still for sale yeah. Still available for night Again,
4: lines bears. Yeah, I'm not gonna. To,
5: may have to go a little bit lower there, but, but uh, I like your I, future here. Yeah, that is a kind of a, a good little December right there. And I got to tell you, Fields. I was talking with a friend of mine who's a Bears fan at lunch. He, he has uh, he is really kind of starting to develop and mature, and shows a lot of promise, man. I, I am telling you, I am really excited about this young man's future. Well, if they can keep him healthy and not let him get you know hurt and bring some... the Bears are going to have more cap space than I think anybody next year in the draft. And they've got a ton of draft capital. They've got a ton of draft picks next year. They're making good trades right now. Um, so, I mean, I really think they're r- looking at this thing as a whole rebuild around Justin Fields.
4: Yeah, it looks like they are coaching to his strengths uh, because he Finally. had a great game against Miami yeah. on Sunday. And
5: the NFL came out and... I basically, apologized for two blown calls. Oh yeah, they called a pass interference on the Bears that should not have been a pass interference, and then they missed the call that probably cost them the game because it would have given them the ball and field goal position. Now you're
4: you're a big apology guy. You like apologies. Yeah, this but was, does that make you feel any better at all? I, I, it doesn't it makes, change anything. Yeah, it makes it just me cool. it goes
5: to show that okay, what I saw was true. Yeah, I it wasn't just me saying it as a fan. This was <laughs> yeah. disgustingly bad calls or no calls. And it was confirmation of that. So in many ways, yes, okay, I'm not, you know, biased. I saw it, what I saw, and it was accurate. Yeah. But it doesn't change the outcome of the game, unfortunately.
4: All right, the LZD question of the week. Uh, He likes to throw these out, Troy, and we'll ask you. It's an ABC multiple choice. A, Cincinnati beats East Carolina. B, Cincinnati beats East Carolina but does not cover the spread of five. Or C, ECU wins outright, where are you leaning right now? Oh, I'm firmly in C-Camp, I, I think ECU wins outright, I, I think
5: it'll be obviously a close game, but I, I really like the momentum ECU has, I love the fact Pirates had an open date had plenty of time to recover, rest uh, Cincinnati, when did they last play?
4: Cincinnati they, beat Navy 20-10 to 10 last Saturday yeah, so Short week.
5: that's what I thought um, th- I, I just, you know The only thing better would have been if it was a home game here, obviously. But I don't know. East Carolina, I think they're playing with house money right now. I really love this kind of revenge tour Holt Naylor's is on where, hey, this is the last time we're going to get a crack at these guys. And this is the last time I'm going to have a chance to play him as a pirate. He's got three games left in his career. So let's
4: shove it up there. You know what?
5: You can That's really his, That's really his attitude right now. And, and I love it. And I think the whole team's kind of adopted
4: that. You could make a, a T-shirt or something. The revenge tour. They finally knocked off Temple You know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. They they finally got Navy uh, last year. Didn't get him this year, unfortunately. Yeah. But he did get a win over them. Mm-hmm. Got Memphis a couple of years in a row now. Got UCF, which he talked about was personal. And now Cincinnati next on the docket. Hadn't beat them in a long, long time. BYU as far as a
5: Big Twelve team. I mean You know took care of them. But it would be it would be awesome. Take care of Cincy. You come back home. You know, you got Houston, which isn't you know, the they're still look, they're still a good team, but they're not the world beaters that they've been in the past. That's a winnable game. And then you got Memphis. I mean, if you could run the table nine and three. Houston. Yeah, Houston. And then, I'm sorry, what's the last game? Temple. Uh, Temple. Uh, yeah, Temple. Um, I mean, you finished 9 and 3. If things could fall the right way, if UCF could lose another game, if there's got to be something that happens out of our control.
4: Yeah, we I need believe Tulane to beat UCF this week. Yes, uh, which is very possible, by the way. Tulane, on one and a half point favorite.
5: So you could find yourself, if you run the table and all that, and, t- and Tulane runs the table in a conference championship game in New Orleans with a rematch against Tulane on, what, December 5th or 6th or something? Um, then all of a sudden you win that game, Clip. You're the American Conference champion. And I don't, I mean, could you imagine this is possible a visit to the Cotton Bowl?
4: Yeah, we're taking on Alabama in the Cotton Bowl.
5: It, it could happen. It is still in the realm of possibility. And it's not even a ridiculous realm of possibility. I would put it at 50% chance right now.
4: Yeah, we got a shot.
5: Yeah. That's
4: all you want. There's a shot. So,
5: could you imagine ECU in the Cotton Bowl? I, I against beat, Alabama. Just want to beat Cincinnati. I mean, you want to talk about getting the juices flowing right there. I mean, fired up. You're a big hypothetical guy. I'm just saying, wow. That's what's in stake right now. But for that to happen, the Pirates have to take care of business Friday night.
4: Jason says we wouldn't be the highest-ranked Group of Five team.
5: I don't know. By then, I think we would be.
4: I'm trying to think of who else who would be be ranked higher if ECU does finish Conference Champions. Now, Tulane would be, in this scenario, I guess we're saying they run the table. They would have one loss. ECU gives them their second loss. Would we be ranked higher than Tulane? I think they'd bump down Tulane head-to-head.
5: I think that would take Tulane behind us because in the rankings. So I think he's going by the way it is right now. I'm projecting what it would look like, you know, three weeks from now.
4: Liberty is in the top 25 right now from the group of five. Coastal Carolina receiving votes. So I don't know. I think you see it up there. Jason also—
5: Isn't there a committee that also decides it's not just— the, uh, a certain ranking like don't they they still kind of pick and choose
4: well they pick the ranking but it is the highest ranked group of five team goes well, what to, poll though it's the con- it's the college football playoff oh team. that's
5: right okay yeah they and that's the but that's the one that they kind of they the committee comes out with that poll so it's still a gr- it's still a group think well, decision. all
4: these polls are decided by people
5: i know right but that one that they go by is met behind closed doors so they could decide we're going to put East Carolina in front of...
4: All right, again, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, hypotheticals. Right. Yeah, possible. It's still Um, a committee, basically. Jason also said, going back to our previous discussion, at the end of the day, you tune in to watch the game, not the crowd, students. Jason, no crap, man. We're talking about improvements you could do. You argued that you couldn't see the coach. Do you tune in to watch the coach? We know that. Yeah, we're talking about a marketing issue here. Yeah,
5: just perception. It's the same thing. Like I got so sick of E dot Carolina. They now put East Carolina up on the scoreboard on ESPN, on on the scoreboard, you know, on the scoreboard at the bottom of the screen. It now says East Carolina for football and for basketball. I fought for years that I thought it was more important to say East Carolina than E dot Carolina. I, 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 and they finally have done it. That doesn't change the game, but it's a marketing issue. It's how you're branding yourself i think we should have been branded at, you know as east carolina or ecu not E Carolina. <clears throat> and if you can make it look better on tv
4: why not ron says it's the highest ranked group of five ch- conference champion uh troy says uh or i'm sorry robert says troy sounds like we just get landed another clemson transfer he's so excited that's a good. That's a good throwback, Robert. Good callback, Robert. Thanks for
5: listening for so long.
4: <laughs> We've got a couple Clemson transfers
5: that I've been jacked up about before. Yeah, I have. Who's the? I, I have now. I did temper my excitement for our buddy Zay Winstead when he transferred because I didn't want to pull a Clemson. Good. Remember, and yeah. because of that, I think he's done a great job this year. So if I overhyped that. him, remember that I would have probably he would have been a letdown. Exactly right. So, so by my underhyping, Isaiah Winston, yeah. but still having confidence in him to sign him to an NIL deal, that
4: was a bold move, and it but, paid off. Yeah, he's one of our who, uh, who
5: has enjoyed that more than anybody. Clip. He's Rob. one
4: of our favorite guys to talk to. We love Isaiah Winstead. Clip
5: and little scary has enjoyed that more than anybody.
4: Little scary diss track coming up Monday on Isaiah Winstead. It's going to be a great young man. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a, and I tell you what, he has adopted in, in this program
5: and has become a pirate very quickly.
4: I kind of like Jason on YouTube because he's being he, he's it's not Mully. He's 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 being a, uh, a fool, a heel, a contrarian on today's show. Um, he said <clears throat> we lost the Navy at home. We're all aware of that, mm-hmm. I guess, in his argument that we wouldn't be the highest ranked group of five team. He's still on this basketball thing. He says, it would be worse to see students file out early, in my opinion. Jason is obsessed with keeping Mingy's the way it looks on TV. I don't get it. I don't know why. I like that you've dug your heels in, and this is your fight, and you're going to keep fighting it. I respect you for that. But I don't see what would be wrong with flipping the bench. Well,
5: and here's the other thing. The students, once again, can be stand or sit wherever they want. Why don't the maniacs just go half court on the other side? Because like, I, it's just one section. They're not behind the bench. They're the behind the table.
4: I, again, I think they were, like, told to move or something. All right, I'm going to get to the bottom yeah. of
5: this. With the, we know some of those folks, and I'm going to... Resolve why why that can't be the quick fix, and then if that can't be the quick fix, I'll get with administrative people and see what the procedure would be to flip flop the. And business.
4: again, if they say it's uh, we you know we don't have enough people uh, working in it, tell them Chandler and I will go there and move everything the way they need it moved. Yeah, I'd help. We'll, we'll tell them Chandler and I will go over there and do it. Awesome.
5: Be happy to be part of the team.
4: I'd like to go we watch We do not you guys want you there. tell
5: you where things need to go.
4: We... You know what? I'm out. I'm no longer doing this. I'm out. Forget it. It's not going to happen.
6: You know how much you'd say... Does that look good? Nah, right, let's move these back over
4: here. Uh, no. Uh, not nah, do that. Let's
6: move these back over here. <laughs> here. All
4: right. So, uh, there we go.
5: John Moody says they want to be on the side they're on now for some reason. They being the student
4: section known as the Minchies Maniacs.
5: So maybe they do. Maybe they don't want to be seen on TV.
4: Uh, that can't be the case. I think they want to be seen. I know this. Young Troy D. Was always wanted to be seen on TV. How about old Troy D.?
5: <laughs> always wanted to be seen okay. on TV. there you go. I still go behind Brian Bailey's live shots and wave. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, Mom, I'm on TV. Uh, all right. All right. So you feel good about Friday?
5: I do, man. I think the Pirates are going to pull this thing off, but I think it'll be a uh, less than a five point victory.
4: I've got a, I got a lot of confidence for some reason as well. Irrational? I don't think it's irrational confidence. It's the way they've been playing. Yeah, and I also like the bye week. I mean, there's something to be said for. Keeping momentum and, and keep playing, but this team needed a week off. They got it, and a lot of time to prepare for the Cincinnati team. I think
5: this thing could come down to like a Holt Naylor's two-point conversion for some reason. I'm, I'm feeling like a Holt Naylor's run-in at the end of the game for a score or a two-point conversion to win this thing. All right. It has, That's, been, I just
4: like to be on the record with that. It has been spoken. Yeah. You're on the record with a lot of things, including this one. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes. 4
5: o'clock. 4 o'clock. Look forward to it, clip. We'll have some fun as we kick off the uh, Bud Light pregame tailgate.
4: Looking forward to that. Going to be a fun show, just like it was two weeks ago. Had a really fun Friday, and uh, thanks to the – listeners and viewers so uh you guys hang out with us and uh we'll get you ready for game day kickoff i'll bring a couple stats to consider for you to the party those are always good on a game day all right troy enjoyed it man we'll see you tomorrow let's take a break we'll come back when we return what does jeff nay do think about east carolina cincinnati we'll talk to the big man on campus from barstool sports when we return on pirate radio live on a thursday after this
1: You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and they are the uh, local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now let's head back in to prl here's clip
4: all right getting ready for some friday night football east carolina at cincinnati friday night eight o'clock on espn2 and let's talk about that and a lot more with the big man on campus jeff from barstool sports he joins us here on a pirate radio live jeff how you doing today man I'm great. How are you, Cliff? Good. Pirates uh, three in a row and uh, coming off a bye week and a big one at Cincinnati on Friday night. East Carolina still alive for the potential spot in a AAC championship, but they have to take care of their business. That includes wins over Cincinnati, Houston, and Temple to wrap up the season, and they'll get started on that on Friday night. And, Jeff, uh, Cincinnati has not lost at home since 2017 uh, when they lost to Temple on a Friday night. East Carolina trying to snap the uh, nation's second-longest home-winning streak. Uh, only Clemson has more wins at home uh, than Cincinnati in a row. But the line is trending, uh, I guess, in ECU's favor. It's a five-point spread now, total at 52, Jeff. So uh, any thoughts on East Carolina and Cincinnati?
2: Yeah, this is one of my favorite games of the week, Clip, um, you know, You know, I'm always kind of either – generally right about ECU, whether I bet against them or on them. I really like ECU this week. I think this is one of the better spots as I said on the board. You really talked about a lot of the things I won. First of all, they're off a bye, which is huge. This is a big time game for ECU. This is probably the biggest game since last year against Cincinnati. A game that I know those guys remember well. A lot of those kids are on this team still. And that's one of the things I like about ECU. They're better and led on both sides of the football. I think they're really strong defensively. Like the run game, I like Ayler's. I like the receiver group, and I'll tell you a clip. I've not been real impressed with Cincinnati for a couple of weeks now. Uh, I'm not a big Ben Bryant guy. This is a massive step down from where they were last year. Um, I look at defensively; they've been good. I mean, that's normally what they do. But um, you know, they struggled last week against Navy. I faded them last week. Struggled a couple of weeks ago against South Florida. Um, struggled with UCF. Only beat them by a couple of points. So. I think this five-and-a-half is really valuable. And, look, you know this clip. You're pretty astute better. When you put a number at five, five five-and-a-half, you're basically saying that you have no idea what this number should be. Um, I think this is too many points. I would put this more at, like, four or
10: three-and-a-half.
4: All right, they do uh, on the Pirates' side. We'll get you ready for kickoff Friday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We kick off at four o'clock for the eight o'clock start time for ECU and Cincinnati on ESPN two. Jeff, about the biggest game in the American, and this one has you know New Year Six Bowl implications to Lane and Central Florida finding themselves in the top twenty-five right now in the Green Wave, undefeated in conference play. East Carolina, Cincinnati winner will be scoreboard watching. This one on Saturday, Tulane is a one and a half point favorite at home. Total at fifty four and a half. Huge game, biggest game for the Green Wave since what nineteen ninety eight when they went undefeated, I guess, Jeff. But this is a big one at three thirty on Saturday.
2: Yeah, it really is. I mean, and and I'll tell you this. I mean, I um I do Twitter Spaces, as you know. We have a guy that comes in there from talks all the time about Tulane and how much he loves his team, and he's been betting them and. I see it. They're a damn good defensive team. Michael Pratt's been terrific. Last year, I'm going to get that hop. I brought in the right people, and it's a big game. You know, will they be able to, you know, perform in a game like this? That's really the big question. I think, obviously, you like the fact UCS been a team that's had some success in years past. This is kind of Tulane's first rodeo, but I don't really have much interest in fading them. Um, that said, I think the number's about right. I really don't want to get involved with this one. I'm going to root into Lane. This has been a damn good story down in, in uh, New Orleans.
4: Jeff, about a game going on in our state here in North Carolina. Wake Forest has been a dud these last couple weeks, losing to Louisville and NC State. They're back home now Saturday night against a North Carolina team that uh, has not lost in a long time. They have one loss this season, and uh, they take on the Deacons Saturday night total is at 77 expecting a lot of points in this one wake forest is a four-point favorite at home can north carolina keep riding this thing and jeff uh, you look at what happened to clemson north carolina uh their, their odds are shooting up to potentially be the favorite in the acc championship this year so even if they lose this game they'll probably still get to charlotte for the acc title but uh how about on saturday night
2: yeah, one of the better stories of the season is, is North Carolina. If you'd have told me they would be 9-1, I'd have told you you're crazy. Um, but, you know, this is a team that you could talk all you want about Mac Brown, you know, being old, and, you know, maybe he's not really running the day-to-day there, but you gotta, you got to be honest, man. They get some damn good quarterbacks down there, man, over the years, you know, whether it's Trubisky or Sam Howell or, or, um, or, or Drake May. Uh, Drake May is the better quarterback in this game. I think North Carolina is the better team, but this has all the makings to me, Clip, of, of I just kind of assume that it's first to 40 wins. Um, and if I'm thinking that way, yeah, I think 40's the team that loses. I think it's like a 44-40 type of game. I'd have no other thought but over. The problem is, I just... I can't bet a game clip at the worst number. If I didn't get it early, i just kind of forget about it. Uh, I'd lean over, but... This number could have been much better a couple of days
4: ago. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us, the big man on campus. Jeff, uh, how about uh, th- games you like on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, college football? What, uh, what game or two do you have highlighted this weekend?
2: Uh, yeah, so what I, what I like is Minnesota uh, laying the 17 against Northwestern. I'm I'm really stubborn when it comes to Minnesota. I, I just think against these types of teams, they're just really effective, man. I mean, they've completely dominated bad teams. Last week they struggled in the first half, and I think it'll turn a lot of people off to the back of them this week, as well as the fact that Northwestern played well against Ohio State. True it is, though, they still lost by double digits, and I think they put a lot into that game. Minnesota is just going to keep the ball on the ground. Northwestern one of the worst rush defenses in America, and just can't move the ball. I like Minnesota against these lower-tier teams. They generally dominate on defense and find a way to get into the high uh, to low, uh, you know, mid to high 20s to low 30s against teams like this. I kind of had this one at, like, 34-10. I like Minnesota. I also clip, I'll be real honest, I like Texas. I laid the seven with the Longhorns. I mean, I think you're smart enough to understand, like, why is – TCU is a seven-point dog as a top-four team and uh, in the playoff and undefeated. I'll tell you why. They're not a top-four team. No one actually believes TCU is a top-four team. It's just goofy rankings. You just got to put them there. They obviously would get beat by six or seven teams in America, uh, and I think Texas is one of them. I think Texas is going to put it on TCU. I think they're going to beat them by double digits, 41-27. The big thing about Texas, Cliff, they're a dangerous offense, but – a damn good defense as well. I've only given up 21 points a game this year. I think they get some big stops and kick TCU back to the fraud that they are.
4: Yeah, uh, your, your chats here have helped and me following you and kind of getting more into the science of of gambling and numbers and things like that. I mean, that's the that's why I had Georgia last week. I mean, it, if that number opens up Georgia minus three, I I might have had thoughts on it. But the fact that they were eight. In a game against Tennessee, and it went up to nine, uh, told me Georgia was the side. And I, I thought the same thing when uh, I first saw that line earlier this, le- this week. Like, wow, that's a big number. So,
2: I'll give you another one clip. A couple of weeks ago, UCLA was on the I think they were 5 and 0, 6 and 0, headed in Oregon yeah. against Eugene. In uh, Eugene, it's Oregon. Oregon was a six point favorite. Everybody and their mother was taking a Bruins. Oh, close, and Nonetheless, Oregon blew them out. Um, You've got to be able to read through these things as a gambler. And I think once you get to that point, I think you can call yourself more of a, a seasoned gambler as opposed to just an amateur.
4: Jeff Nadeau, still uh, on everything in college football, but uh, also college hoops is here, Jeff. How about East Carolina was an underdog at home against Mercer on Tuesday night. The Pirates get down 16 in the first half. They come back. And win it in Mike Schwartz's debut as head coach. So uh, a fun night there in Minji's Pirates back in action Saturday against Presbyterian. But how about uh, as we get here through uh, almost a week of college? Well, just a few days of college basketball. I don't know anything stood out to you at this point from a, a gambling perspective with these games, Jeff.
2: Well, I did notice one thing. I saw on uh, Twitter that mom and uh, mom and pop, Clip Brock, were at the game, and oh, yeah. they were being hassled. They were being hassled by a, a certain. Uh, person at pirate radio what's
4: that all about clip yeah uh chandler pulled a life swap on me i was unable to go to the game at a prior engagement i planned to be there saturday but chandler kind of took over my family and uh i think they have brought him in now maybe they felt like they didn't do a great job raising me and they're gonna give chandler a shot here
2: well yeah i mean judging how you turned out i guess maybe they'll try it again with him hey yeah
4: give it another That's shot
2: nice. uh but no uh yeah it's been um you know we're only about a game on for each team and um I think you've got to definitely let some, some things come to roost. Look, I'll continue to pound the drum early in the season, uh, fading um, you know, really bad teams and just mismatches. You know, Eight or nine times out of ten, you're going to be on the right side. So like Creighton, for instance, didn't play great in their first game, but wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything, any issue with coming back on them tonight again. Teams generally dominate groups like they play early in the season. Look at a team tonight like Texas. Um, you know, those kind of spots I'm going to play a lot of, um, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting start. I've had a pretty good start and, uh, you know, we just let some numbers compile and and, and go from there.
4: And Barstool has their own basketball tournament, uh, coming up Friday in Philly, right, Jeff, uh, with UAB, Toledo, some other teams uh, involved in that.
2: Yeah, I'm actually, I'm on my way to the city right now. I'm going to, I got to stay over and, uh, yeah, we got a full busy day tomorrow and, uh, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Even people that, you know, can't come to the, uh, come to the event. I mean, Barcelona's going to put on a, probably the best basketball tournament you've seen as far as just the things on the side, the halftime stuff, the between timeouts. You get Dave and Dan and all of us there. I'll be doing the halftime show. And you got to actually, I mean, one of the games, clip uh, Toledo-UAB, that's, that's one of the better mid-major games I think you're going to get all season. Those are two really good teams. So, um, you know, if you can't get to the stadium you got to watch it we'll have it out on all the socials so make sure you check it
1: out jeff
4: nadu barstool sports joining us talks gambling daily uh on the barstool sports book page on youtube you can follow him on twitter at jeff nadu he'll throw out some winners he'll do some q a's and also the sit down podcast and jeff you teased this that you you had a big guest uh, and a name that everybody even if you're not any uh not really knowledgeable about the mafia and mob history but Sammy the Bull uh, on on the sit down podcast that was crazy. Chandler and I kind of looked at each other like, "Is this real?" Uh, but that was a, a huge get, and I know you got a lot of interest uh, in that podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm always a uh, clip skeptical of who to call friends, but I, I got to admit, I think Sammy and I are kind of uh, friends now. I mean, I look, I- I've said before, I don't agree with Sammy's decisions. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to get into that. But, but to me, when, when when, when you do a, a show like this, you have to be willing to interview everybody and, and let them tell their story. And, and he is the top of the top, you know, as far as the life. And he's one of the more recognizable people. And he, I mean, just sitting there listening to him tell me about the the way they cr- created the hit on Paul Castellano and, 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 and all that. It's Yeah, it's fascinating. And, and he's, a, he's an interesting guy. And I'm actually going to go out and see him here in a, a couple of weeks or so and, and sit down and actually have another conversation with him, so... Yeah, it's uh it's pretty interesting and uh that's I'm very proud of this show.
4: I, uh, that's awesome. I mean that, to get a guy that has a uh a reference in the Jiza song, Killer Hills one oh three oh four. Uh it's it's really really special. And they do. Now if you could get the genius on from Wu Tang, that would that would really top it.
2: I had a big guest on the hook, but um he basically hit me back with I guess he's trying to help his image and he doesn't think coming on and representing himself on a show about crime is new. I had a big one. But yeah. You are gonna have, have to throw the hook out there. We'll see. But I thank you for the
10: kind words.
4: Keep it going, big man. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk again soon. Check out Jeff Nadeau, all he's got going on, uh, big man on betting, Barstool Sports. Jeff, appreciate it. Have a uh, good weekend, man. Same to you. Thanks, Cliff. Jeff Nadeau joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Likes the Pirates coming up on Friday night against the Cincinnati Bearcats. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got the Bud Light pregame game tailgate coming up Friday at 4, so we're moving things up a day. And talking to Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast. Next, we'll make some NFL picks. Week 10, talk Panthers-Falcons coming up tonight when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Meta Spa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaSpa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock.
4: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Kevin Monroe joining us here in about 40 minutes also. Touchdown, Tony Collins coming up at 5 o'clock. Tony Dunn hanging out in the Pirate Radio studios on a Thursday on a game day. For the Carolina Panthers. Hello, Tony. Hey, man. Uh, I'm thinking about it. The Commanders play Monday night, and, man, when the team's good and it's a big game, it's you have that feeling all day, and you, like, can't wait, anticipate the game. I don't think I'm going to have that Monday, and I'm thinking you don't have that today.
11: Uh, not at all, man. In fact, I was like forgot that it was Thursday, and there was a game tonight, kind of, even though we've been prepping for it all, all week. Uh, so, Hey. Uh, I'm envisioning a score
4: in my head right now, clip. Yeah, we've been watching some magic, some uh, mind trick stuff. And uh, what what is that score in your head? 37 to 17. I don't know. One of the teams? Yeah, one of the teams. Um, Man, how
11: would you even score 37? What would that be? What do you mean? What, is, that a, is
4: that a number? Though? Yeah, four oh, touchdowns, three field goals. Okay. I'm great Thank at uh, football math. You are. Not good at, at regular math, math, but good at football math. Um, here's a fact toy to consider by uh, our very good friend Josh Graham. He just tweeted out uh, Al Michaels will be calling the game tonight. First time Al Michaels has called a Panthers game since 2016. So that just means the Panthers have not been on Sunday night football for a long, oh, long time. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Because that sounds, we stink that in the about right. Term. Yeah.
6: Because we've been on the past few years, glad that been,
4: you believe them.
11: I'm taking his word for it. He said, no, He said, "That sounds about right." Uh, <laughs> Chandler's.
2: wait, like, uh. let's verify that with Chandler. <laughs> Chandler, check what do you is, got? Let's I don't know if. Oh, he don't got a
11: blue check. <laughs>
4: let's see. Uh, he's right. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that kind of tells you what it's so, been Thursday night
6: football for the past yeah. few years, and it's been like one time. Like, there's been like one primetime game for the past two or three years and that primetime game is a thursday night
4: game and the panthers uh, have to be really really good to get that primetime respect because they're not an old franchise with a large fan base they've they got to be like cam newton mvp good to get primetime well
11: and good news we or not good news and we haven't been good so there's been reason no reason to put this team on primetime
4: do y'all uh how do you like primetime versus one o'clock sunday do not like primetime because we're typically
11: not good in primetime games. I guess you're right. It's usually Thursday, so that stinks. I'm trying to think of the last really good primetime game. I think that uh, we didn't win that one with that Seattle game, I don't think. That was 2016. That
4: would have been a fall apart Was year. that Seattle? Uh, Did we win that, that game? That might be. Is that a playoff game?
11: No, no. That was like So Sunday night. Yeah, that was a the like you said the dress code game. That was the one where Cam got yeah. Uh, Derek Anderson threw a pick six like on the first play it of was the game.
6: Awful. And then the only like exciting play we had that game, Cam threw a bomb to I think it was Ted Ginn or somebody like that. And it was it was just an awful
4: game. Uh, Forty to seven. Does that sound right? That
6: is exactly right. Uh, at <laughs>
4: Seattle, yeah, it was at Seattle. Uh,
11: but the last I'm trying, you know the last well, that,
6: the year we went to the Super Bowl, we had like five primetime games. We had one. We had a game against Thanksgiving. The, we had well, we had Thanksgiving. We had Thanksgiving. We played the Eagles, which the Eagles were pretty good that year. We yeah. played them on a, a Sunday night.
11: That was a comeback game. But the we Colts. played Colt the
6: for Colts on a Monday night. Yep. Um, and there was how some, did they know we were going to be
4: good? You beat Washington. Uh, some of those
6: were probably flex games
4: in sixteen to keep them out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh man, really? Late in the year. Yep. That's a couple
11: of a couple of times we've done that. Yep. Um and that stinks. The I was trying to think that what's the best primetime game was I think the Monday night versus the Patriots twenty thirteen. Yeah. That was a great yeah, one. Yeah,
6: that was a good one. And of course that controversy at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady storming Crying. off the field right beside that referee. Screaming at instead him. instead of showing like the Panthers celebrating and Ron Rivera, you know, shaking hands with Bill Belichick, they showed uh Tom Brady just side-by-side, side, chewing that referee out the whole again. time.
4: Yeah. He's not a big handshake after a lost guy. We have no, it turns that. out. No, that is documented. But, uh, uh, was that ice-up
6: game? That was. Ice-up, Sun. That ice up, was son. the yeah. ice-up, ice son. That was
11: a great game. Is the chain. His thing, well, no. no he the did chain that, snatch the was Rob Roger. Trey. Yeah, Michael Cramtree. That's right sorry receiver like Crabtree yeah but i tell you what it, right out the
6: gate Akeem Tlaib and Steve Smith oh, and now Akeem Tlaib started that it was
11: his fault. he was out of control
6: that Akeem Tlaib game. started that and Steve Smith finished it I don't even know if he finished it. he did finish the game yeah he did because he, he told he him he said ice he,
4: yeah ice up all right I know the answer to this question and the answer is Julio Jones so don't say him think of another one Tony when is the last time one player a single-handed beat your penis. team like joe mixon did on sunday Ooh. like julio would be a good answer right didn't he oh julio a, is he done 300. he's done it a couple of times I he called yeah. somebody
6: their job it was benye benwickery
4: yeah he got cut the next day has, he him, a, has that ever happened what mixon did on sunday to the panthers i feel by like anything?
11: mike vick regularly did it to us um who else is single-handed like there's got to be some peyton manning maybe no did michael thomas ever have some good games against
4: us camara mm. did he ever no nah,
11: i don't nah, know think- I think since Kamara's been with the Saints, we've... Took
4: I feel like business. Drew Brees had...
11: But, yeah, Drew Brees and... I don't know who... who. That's a good question. Single-handedly beat us down. Give me a minute to yeah. think about it. Roddy White.
4: It was a uh, Joe Mixon day on Sunday. Best game
11: of, man, Man, uh, best game of his career.
4: Yeah. And fantasy what, backers needed it.
11: So. What's wild about this is that they were ranked like something like... 30th in rushing yards and average per game and they they ran 278 yards on the panthers they were coming else. off
6: their most embarrassing game
11: yeah. of the year yep they I were get, motivated on Monday night. they caught and we were flat
4: so it didn't go well defensively or offensively for the panthers so pj walker got benched baker mayfield comes in throws two touchdowns now Controversy abounds. Yeah. yeah, love a good QB controversy. Well, it's there.
11: Uh, and Sam Darnold is what? Activated, he's activated. and he's going to be dressed tonight. So
4: you've got three quarterbacks dressing?
11: Yeah. Oh, and dear. think about this. We're starting a quarterback
4: tonight who had a 0.0 quarterback rating last week. How many like drives without a first down does Walker go without being benched again? How short is that leash tonight? Ooh. How many quarterbacks play for the Panthers tonight? Over, w- under, one and a half. Oh, over. Okay, over. definitely.
11: I want to. I think what we should do is get the Sam Eason or Jake Eason back, bring dress four quarterbacks and just play a different one each quarter. <laughs> each and quarter. Really, and just say, hey. This is a preseason game. uh, You know what they (laughs) – it's a preseason game. You know how they uh, in the beginning of the season when, like, Houston or some of these guys, they were like, we're not going to tell you who's starting just to keep it so – surprise you. Like, what if we're like, ooh, you don't know who we're starting in the second half. You don't know who we're starting in the second quarter. You might not even know who we're starting next – who's playing (laughs) the next play. P.J. Walker, listen to this, his stat line last week was three for ten for nine yards. Jeez. He played a full half. <laughs> <laughs> and he had two interceptions. He almost had as many interceptions as he had completions. Now, to be fair to him, uh, or at least not to completely dog on him, he played. You know, he had two turnovers. He made some bad throws. They went to just empty spots on the field and stuff. But I mean, he also threw some passes that were complete. Like one went right through Tommy Trimble's hands. I so, any time that there could have been any opportunity to convert a third down or do anything, they couldn't do it. They punted. Almost, I don't even know if they got a first down in the first half. This
4: is wild, you know. So uh did, no, it did was, anything Baker did when the game was out of hand like get you excited? Like, not
11: excited because I don't. I don't. Yeah. we're so bad. But here is this is where the controversy is. There's real kind of Baker's upset right now, and probably I mean he has some reason to be. So he loses his starting job partially to injury. I mean he was injured. He arguably should have been benched anyway before the injury because he was just playing that bad pj had the worst like i mean the, no one's done this since randy fasani did it for the carolina panthers had a 0.0 quarterback rating which wow. is and then but um <clears throat> baker comes in and has leads three out of three of his four drives he gets touchdowns on you know and now, you could say that they were playing prevent defense. You can say that they started to put their you know, put their second string in. But he had his best half of football against the Bengals last week when nobody else was doing anything good. And so I'm sure it was a little shocking to him to come in on Monday. And, and hear that the
6: guy that he came in for is going to start yeah, again. Yeah, it's going to start yeah. on
11: Thursday. And he has not been available to the media this week, uh, which is well, n- How would you talk for-
4: to the backup quarterback?
11: He did a pull oh, no. the, the, the media wants to ask Baker about this. They request him. Yeah. And they just, and, but he's like, nah. I'm, and, you know, it's probably the right move, too. Is like, let's not be a distraction. Let's not be a bad teammate. Let's not do this. But um, I was talking with Joe Person from the athletic last night, and he, he does, he he believes that Sam Darnold's going to start uh, the
4: majority of the games for the rest of the season. <laughs> Sorry to laugh, but just what a situation the ma- Panthers have got themselves into. Crazy.
11: It it does make some sense though because part of the trade that we when we got Baker is that he's a 5th round pick unless he uh, if he plays more than 70% of snaps it turns into a 4th round pick. So there is some And well, that's to another not play reason
4: him. for Baker to be upset where yeah, he's he played bad and he was injured but if it becomes about the team, you know, Tank benefiting him. to his detriment, then that personally, I can see why you'd get upset about it. Yeah, that.
11: he had 5 games to though, to Oh yeah. We gave him 5 games and look, he played so awful. It was yeah. terrible. It, it was, was awful. Terrible. So, but look. isn't
6: it crazy how quickly things change <laughs> <laughs> because you go back just 2 weeks and PJ Walker is given the game ball after a big win against the Bucks. He does what he did did against he did make angry. the
4: greatest touchdown throw in NFL history. Right, oh, yeah.
11: I and mean, if it would have been a win, we were, at least we were saying it was the arguably the greatest throw in Panther history just... Wasn't because of the stakes weren't yeah. there,
6: and now we're talking about him having a zero point zero quarterback rating. You go back to last year when Sam Darnold started the season three and zero. He had five rushing touchdowns in four games for the Panthers. Next thing you know, he's the worst quarterback in the league. So that's two years in a row when you have a quarterback or you have some sort of situation where you feel good, and then in a week span, a two week span, it just hit rock bottom.
11: Not for long, league for sure. As last week, I'm in here talking about. Uh, if the Panthers keep playing like this and PJ keeps playing like this, that PJ is going to play himself into a long-term backup quarterback role in the NFL, uh, and Steve Wilkes might be playing himself potentially into a, a head coaching job, and both of those guys in one game played themselves entirely out of both. You know, I mean, it's like right now is every you're sitting there. I mean, what he did against the Bucks and then the Falcons, PJ Walker. I'm sitting here going, somebody's going to pick him up and pay him three million dollars next year to be a backup, to be Jacoby Brissett, to be yeah, pick pick the name Case Keenum or whatever. And uh, in one game, (laughs) he ruined every game. (laughs) He ruined it. Like ever, he lost all the. I mean, imagine playing uh, like roulette or something and you hit like 200 times your money and then you're like you know what i'm gonna put it all on black the safest yeah. bet you can put it on or and something that was quick it's like adam sandler and billy madison You <laughs> so so interesting I, I hate this. it's not bit. interesting it sucks that game was so bad clip i wasn't even mad
4: yeah. 35 to nothing at halftime. I know that. I didn't even get I
11: upset. I wasn't even like yeah. I didn't wasn't yelling at the TV. I wasn't mad on the post game. I was just like, well, this is This is no. it. I mean, the, it was right out of the gate they drive down 90 90 yards yards on the opening (laughs) drive and that's kind of where you it's one of those games where you're like yeah here we go i tweeted it too after that when they were setting up they got the ball back and they were about to score that second and then joe mixon rushes for some big i was like oh this is about to get ugly and it did it got ugly quickly 35 points in a they had how many it was 28 in the second quarter or something it's crazy.
4: All mixing. Yeah. Um so bad that you weren't mad reminded me of the Scotty Montgomery era and being here on the fifth quarter, and Colin Lagrange called in and got mad at me because I wasn't mad. And I remember just being like I'm bludgeoned together. What did you think was gonna happen in this game? This team sucks. We all know it. We thought they'd lose. They lost. I don't you have get numb I don't have any emotions. So.
11: I have had a lot of fun at Scotty Montgomery's expense this week. <laughs> and, they got uh, passed over by well, a high yeah, school guy? Well, yeah, so everybody has been going nuts about the Colts hiring um, Jeff Saturday with no experience and this and that. And a lot of people, some of the guys that I run it with circles and chats talk about, like, this is the institutional problems of racism and that there's good guys out there that are getting passed over and they have to do so much. And there is a point to that is, like... Some people have to do more than others to get an opportunity. Uh, But but I said, I've always, but I've been kind of teasing them at this. I'm like, this is not one of those times, guys, is that uh, if you knew who Scotty Montgomery was,
4: you could hire a guy from Burger King (laughs) way better than this. Uh, Shirley, do you have, you said you had the Jeff Saturday. Can you, um, load that up because I think I heard I already have it yeah see if uh, I think it's what I heard it was a pretty good is this his speech it's where he's talking about for people I guess that say he's unqualified or why are you doing this or whatever All right, let's hear it
8: here's the deal everybody talks about my I'm
5: completely comfortable in who I am as a man bro I know I can lead men I know I know the game of football, and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about are you as qualified as somebody else. Bro, I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I, had, I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that played with it. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, one Super Bowls, been to two. Like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this, and after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea, but I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that.
11: I like them. Yeah. I don't dislike them, and I know it's kind of uh, ridiculous in some ways, but I don't think it's any more ridiculous than hiring a quarterback's coach that does nothing. And like right now, uh, we're sitting here, we about argued for two hours on the podcast about – how, um, and I'm so mad at my co-host for, on, from, on Tuesday night about how he's just ready to crown Ken Dorsey after eight, nine games of coaching uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here talking, Greg Roman, Greg Roman, he's like, what's he done? I mean, I'm like, well, he's only brought, uh, you know, Lamar, gotten Lamar an MVP with no talent. He only got Colin Kaepernick, uh, helped get them to the the Super Bowl he goes well I mean was he done without a mobile quarterback I was like man like but there have been plenty of times where we've put guys who haven't shown anything oh I know out there yeah and really every time you do it with a college coach honestly you are doing that and so like he knows just as much football as dang Matt Rule does
4: by the way speaking of uh, the next guy to go and college coaches Uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury's out of Arizona pretty soon. I saw, did you see the DeAndre Hopkins mic'd up? And he he says, uh, talking to Kyler Murray, one, what are you doing, bro? What are you looking at? Like talking about a play and said he was wide open and then, kingsbury gets the guys together they're not paying attention to him it's uh it's a real mess i think so which is crazy because they extended him i know i I, I know probably prematurely too let me see if i can find uh next nfl coach fired odds
11: um i wonder let's see who would be in that
4: group right now so lovey smith yeah it feels like he's just kind of a placeholder so, oh wow look who the favorite is kingsbury and lovey smith wow uh josh mcdaniels uh, they
11: can't fire josh mcdaniels one year in can they this is his first year they could they were i, mean, awful. I know
4: they could but like They're terrible but it's the defense that's been just horrendous fine but Derek carr and Devonte adams they got some pieces josh jacobs has been all right um hackett's up there How is he not higher? How is he not higher on the list? (laughs) Because you can't fire him after one year, Tony.
11: Well, (laughs) 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 I'm just saying, how is he not higher than McDaniels? Uh, Yeah, I guess we're right. Right. Uh, Oh, Ron Rivera's up there. uh, Dan Campbell is not getting. I, I, I think they're too spunky.
4: Ron. Oh, now you do, huh? Welcome.
11: Why I think they've been, but I'm being
4: irritated. Yeah, right they've been competitive. You were trying to argue with me last week about that. And what did I say? You said, you were like, I don't know why you think the Lions are. Could they even, still lose everything,
11: though. They just won last week. Well, that's the first time, second time all year.
4: I'm uh, I'm ready for Ron Rivera to go are you yeah well guess what another how many games have you won in a row <laughs> we've, lo- we've lost one in a row oh you lost last week yeah because once again at home just like tennessee a dumb challenge and a dumb timeout where you didn't need to take it and it cost them there at the so end where they
11: playing last but week? what
4: actually cost them was a stupid penalty when uh, minnesota was kicking a field goal at the end, but uh, we have seen that but too But didn't
11: they? Didn't you win a couple in a row
4: before that? They won three in a row before that. Yeah. yeah they're up Man, 10 right. in the fourth quarter. you got to close
11: that one out at home. Ron and Rivera is gonna, about to roll, baby. Who you all playing this with? All right, you so, go
4: ahead and pick them then. Tony's oh, got not the commanders. No, you got him you don't want them i guess we need to make some picks we're running out of time what are we doing we're running out of time we just got started because we haven't even
11: taken a break
4: i know we got to take a break we got to speed round some picks so i can talk to captain oh somebody more important i wouldn't say that you're getting 45 minutes he's getting 15 (laughs) all right that's good i want to go home anyway (laughs) take a break we'll come back tony's touchy on game day We'll take a break, come back, and have more. we got to make our picks, Falcons, Panthers, up first. Will anybody pick the Panthers? I'm going to say yes, and we'll tell you who after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Meta Spa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaSpa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Have you heard? Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware restaurant and tap room with a brand new look. 5th Street Hardware also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow 5th Street Hardware uh, on Instagram for the latest events and specials. It's a new look, a new name, but it's the same location on 5th Street right beside the State Theater. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
4: All right, back with you on Pirate Radio. I just got a text. Ha, 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 Said, I heard y'all imitated me yesterday. Payback will be swift and severe. Be paid. Be Pays. Pays, you crazy. <laughs> a brown looker. You been drinking that brown looker?
6: Pays, you crazy, man. Pays, pays <laughs> you
4: crazy. You crazy. <laughs> All right, stand by. Stand by. All right. So Pays uh, will be uh, paying us back. Maybe we will call into the fifth quarter, and we can go Pays on Pays. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy, man.
6: Pays talking to Pays, man. Pays on Pays. We got Pays Stand in Raleigh. We
4: got Pays talking to Pays. We got be
6: Pays in Raleigh. P- uh, Pays, what's up, man? Oh, man.
4: So good. Yep. All right, Tony Dunn is here. Chandler is dominating the picks. 10-2 uh, last week, Chandler congratulations to you i have cj's picks here as well as we'll continue on with his picks even though he is no longer with us he is taking the falcons to to beating uh to beat the panthers tonight tony uh i'm gonna take the panthers all right
1: Kaylin,
6: i'll go
4: falcons i will take the panthers and so it's uh, people who are good at making picks versus people
11: who are bad making picks.
4: When the Panthers win tonight and when the Bucks lose to Seattle on Sunday, the Panthers will be one game back yes, and, sir. They'll be back and excited again. have a game in hand on the Bucks. They'll be 3-1 and one in the division. And
11: still get all of those guys one more time. Yeah. Yes. And it's all
4: there in front of you. And who, who do the, the Bucks taking? play this week? Uh, Seattle. Okay. And Germany or some other country. Uh, right, really? Is it Germany game or are they on a buy and then go over there? Let me check real quick. I mean, it's on the The list 13th. So, you're
6: telling me there's a chance?
4: Yeah, Seahawks at Bucks is actually Seahawks versus Bucks. All right, uh, CJ is taking the Seahawks to beat the Bucks. I'm gonna, so I picked the Cardinals to beat the Seahawks last week. I gotta buy into this Seattle thing at some point. So I'll go ahead and do it this Me week. Me too.
11: I'm probably a
6: week
4: later. I'll
11: go Seahawks as well. Oh, well. All running with them. There's the,
4: this is a disaster in yep. the making. Yep.
6: Well, I mean, the Bucks were not able to do anything until the last 45 seconds of that.
4: Boy, the go. Rams just gave that one to them on a platter. Did you see that last drive? I know they tried, but if you no, want to I make a case for did. a team not trying. That was it. <laughs> it <laughs> it was, was like
11: the Panthers against Joe Mixon. Like, what are you and, doing? Like, just, let them ca- just keep going. Let them go down.
4: Yeah, that was the easiest drive in NFL history. Uh, Vikings at Bills. This would be a Ooh, good. One. No, uh, is Josh Allen going to play?
11: Great question. He, he is, is. I think I saw he's out. Oh. I thought I saw that too, but I was listening on the. I was uh, listening Maybe, to national radio, and they just said that, that he's mispracticed and he's questionable still. I saw
4: day to day. We all saw something different.
11: I, I'm, I'm with Chandler. I swear I saw out at one point. All right. Well, who are you picking? I am picking the Vikings if there is no um,
4: Josh Allen did not practice today. I'm for, taking the Vi- uh, the yeah. Bills regardless. Oh, I'm taking the Viking.
11: Oh, I'm, I'm taking yeah, I'm taking the Vikings. Then and no Josh Allen, they can't win without no Josh Allen. They don't have anything else. You mm-hmm. think Case Keenum going to come in there?
4: We'll save that for uh, next week's show, Chandler.
6: I'm gonna go. Mm, I'm gonna go Bills.
4: At home. All right. Tony's on the Viking Island. Oh, man. I'm taking way too many road teams this week. This is a tough one. Lions at Bears. Ooh, yeah. This
11: is tough because now Justin Fields is starting to turn it up with an insane, insane game last week. What is the line on this one, Tony? What are you guessing? Um, I'm going to say two and a half Lions, favorite Lions. Two and a half Bears. Two and a half Bears. Home team. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. Who are you taking? I'm going to take the Lions. Two in a row for them. Chandler.
4: I
6: like how Fields is playing right now. I do like the scrappy Lions. I'm well, going to
11: go. No defense for the Lions. If Justin Fields is going to put together They a game, have a
4: defense against Aaron Rodgers. Three interceptions. You're right. Well, he also just heaved it up half the
11: time. I mean, that was... Did you see the girl that dressed up as Dan Campbell for... The reporter who dressed up for as Dan Campbell for Halloween? I did not. And her name is... She went as Ann Campbell, and oh, she had a sign... it's the girl
6: that you don't like clip.
11: And it, uh, and it yeah. said... Uh, a lot of people give her
6: grief.
4: Well, she's not
6: funny. She, she is not funny.
11: <laughs> I mean... Uh, she, uh, she put... Uh, she went as Dan Campbell with no D... Yeah. Uh, I hey,
4: Doesn't have a penis.
11: I mean, it have to go. That you got point. it. You got, so you got the joke. <laughs> yeah, you got, I I got, the joke.
4: got the joke. I it. I was wondering if you got the joke. I mean, they really
11: have no defense. It. But like, I thought that one was all right. I thought it was funny.
4: Okay, Lions at Bears. CJ's going Bears. I'm gonna go Lions. I know. It. I feel like Bears. this is crazy. Yeah. I feel
11: like I'm making a lot of mistakes this week. Broncos
4: at Titans. Uh, what's Ryan Tannehill doing these days? Um, watching a guy not take his job. Full participant. Uh, his job is safe, <laughs> and I will take the Titans at home. I uh, ooh, Broncos
11: off a bye? Do it, Tony. Yeah, give me the Broncos, baby. <laughs> I'll go Titans
6: at home.
4: I just can't pick them. I just refuse Look at this. to pick How Broncos? many in a row? Pick four road teams in a row? Ugh. Well, one of them uh, is Germany, okay. uh, neutral side. Jaguars at Chiefs. I will take the Chiefs. Same. Uh, Chiefs. All right. Browns well, at Dolphins. At Dolphins. I left out the H. Uh, I'll take the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the best team in the NFL when healthy. I'm gonna True go. Or false? I'm with undefeated you. with Tua
11: i'm with you <laughs> i've been all I, and we got a big argument about this uh on the show because i uh, i think Tua gets too much slander right now and uh that's it tex gonna, who did you put me down for the dolphins
6: okay i was gonna say give me the pins <laughs> <laughs> Good
4: texans that g-men i will take the g-men and when as the dolphins with no h for uh <laughs> halloween um,
11: I will take the G men as well. G men, crazy. How that? What are they going to be? Uh, seven and two or something? Ah, stupid. Like that. stupid, stupid. Worst game of the year? No, actually, not worst game of the year because you have to watch the Panthers every
4: week. Um, Saints at Steelers. What's the uh, over under on this game? Take a guess. Thirty seven. All right. What do you got, ten? Uh, ten? Forty one. Forty. Ooh. Uh, way too many points.
11: I'm gonna take the Saints. Oh, another road team, guys.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to pick this game. Feel
11: like Alvin Kamara can beat them alone.
4: I know CJ's taking the Saints, right? Yep. Have you seen how all the uh,
11: the Steelers fans are turning on Najee Harris right now?
4: Yeah, he's uh, he's not been good, right? I'm taking the Steelers. I don't know why. Uh, Saints. All right, that's not good for me colts at raiders
11: give me the home team on this one do you know raiders. about
4: jeff saturday's tweet a week and a half ago yeah sitting on said. the couch watching football well i
11: mean they did get blanked by the saints i mean he wasn't wrong
4: i know he wasn't wrong but now he has to like to talk leave. about how they're a great team and all that stuff yeah colts at raiders i'm taking the raiders the colts are being coached by a high school coach who i believe had a losing how? record he did under 500 how
11: warm no talent though
6: how warm is josh mcdaniel's seat
11: well according to
4: the fire.com or whatever it is it's pretty high <laughs> he's uh got about the third or fourth best odds to be the next coach fired uh they got to win this game i don't this is a jeff saturday rally the troops game though
2: dude <laughs> I mean, you I, it can't
4: happen i'm taking the raiders how many times have we said during these picks this can't happen and it happens? Well, I bet it's. I'm saying this can't happen. I bet it's hitting like a 75% <laughs> clip that it does happen. Whatever we say can't happen. To it, Chandler, go ahead. You got a lead, take it. I
11: think. Kinda, the Colts. All right, there you go. Like uh, probably the last time I said this can't happen involved
4: the Colts when they beat the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cowboys at Packers. My favorite stat of the week. The Milwaukee Brewers have won a game more recently than the Packers. Ooh. And they haven't played in over a month. Ooh. Baseball season's over. <laughs>
11: <laughs> and they, Did they make the playoffs?
4: Nope. Didn't make the playoffs. <laughs>
11: even, no, it was a regular season game. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Another road team.
4: Dang it. I'm taking the boys. How about them? The Packers are terrible, man. I know. Uh, they're, there's no even like they're due or mm-hmm. they're gonna bounce back like there's no i got past about. that like three weeks ago exactly like four weeks ago maybe i do not like the nfc west cardinals at rams uh i will take the rams i think kingsbury i don't know what the contract says but i think he's gone soon i'm taking the rams
6: i'm going rams what i saw on that video the other day Or maybe just today. (laughs) Did you see
11: Robbie Anderson in the background when Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre were arguing? And he's like, yes, he's like, (laughs) what's that bird
2: doing? (laughs) Uh,
6: By the way, he has negative yardage uh, in receiving. through
11: through three games, he has negative
4: four yards receiving, Um, which is awesome. Bum. Give me the Rams. Bum, 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 (laughs) bum sunday night football chargers at niners is this the game of the week no not if it includes the chargers oh uh, you hate the chargers
6: this is the bosa uh bosa bowl
4: bosa bowl uh game of the week good question tony what would be the game of the week this week it would be vikings bills i guess mm, maybe i just don't have the vikings in that high regard <laughs>
11: They, aren't they like 8-1 or yeah. something? All right. Fraudulent 8-1. Uh, I think it's this game.
4: It's Chargers at Niners if it's not vikings biz. Um,
11: And I am going 49ers, the first time Debo and Christian McCaffrey on the field together.
4: Ooh. Let's do some magic. They're going to be throwing passes to each yep. other. and Yep, like back,
11: like back, back, back. <laughs> like it is like, oh, poof, <laughs> and they're
4: gone. We're all taking the Niners here? Niners. Love wow. the Niners. That's me, Tony. I crap on the Giants, Vikings, all these teams, and I love the Niners, who are like five hundred. Yeah, that's what—that's where my brain is right now. You're really good at these (laughs) football picking. I know football.
6: What's the (laughs) What's the game of the week? They saved the best for last.
4: Commanders at Eagles. I tell you what, if Washington would have closed that game last week, which they should have, it would have been a big ball game. Why would it be wild card? Well, yeah. I mean, hell, the Commanders are still in the wild card because they're really? the NFC so bad. Yeah, let's look wow. at the standings real quick. Um, so, I mean, the
11: Giants are going to get the wild card. Yeah. Um, the Seahawks. Seahawks are going to win the division. Well, then the 49ers. Yeah.
4: And that's it, right? Uh, there's three. Uh, Dallas. Oh yeah! Damn. So it's basically Washington versus uh, Atlanta and San Francisco right now, <laughs> and, and they're all <laughs> right so there, ridiculous. So I need the Falcons to lose tonight to help yeah. me out.
11: And how about this? Is that we think that the 49ers are so good, but like the Falcons are contending. The- <laughs> like, and if
4: the Niners lose to the Chargers, Chargers. yeah, uh, give me the Eagles. We are all taking the Eagles. Yeah, fly Eagles, fly. All right, Tony. Big
11: timing. Yeah. We're only an hour late or
4: early. <laughs> that clock hasn't worked since uh, last year. Yeah, pretty much. Tony, uh, are y'all doing a post game? We are. <laughs> you sound pumped. You should see. At least my
11: co-host, though, he's like, are we doing it? Like, you could see, like, hear the terror in his voice when he was asking. So, so what are we going to do is just hoping I was going to be like, no, nah, let's just punt on this one. Nope. You got to do it. Got to do it, man. You got to do it when the times are tough and times are rough and actually that's when the numbers are great. Uh but I don't expect the numbers to be great tonight in a loss because I think people will just be like I'm going to bed.
6: Uh,
10: but we'll
11: see. By the
6: way, it is going to be a crappy game weather-wise tonight. Mm. It might be mm. a, it might be a Jaguars Panthers 2011 game. The I mean, there is game. like
11: a tropical
6: storm it heading It should our start way. around nine, and I think it's just going to go the rest right. of the way. What do you
4: think the total is for this game, Tony? Uh, I don't have a number on it. They I mean, don't? I need to find it. Uh, I would say 37. Oof. Really? It, due to the weather? Yeah. Uh, well, um, what do you think, Chandler?
6: Uh, I'm going to go 40. 41 and a
4: half. Oh, wow. So, oh. go under?
11: I think uh, the uh, Vegas is telling us something. Yeah, listen to them.
4: You gotta listen. All right, uh, thanks, Tony. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you. Take a time out. Come back. Kevin Monroe joins us to talk Pirates and Bearcats. That is on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Meta Spa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaSpa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pr927fm join the over sixty thousand followers today now let's head back in to prl here's clip all
4: right we'll be with you four o'clock friday on the bud light pregame tailgate taking you up to the eight o'clock kickoff east carolina and cincinnati we'll talk about that now with kevin monroe who joins us on the pit electric live line kevin welcome back how you doing today i'm doing good clip hope you are yes sir and uh great to have some big time important football uh for east carolina here this late into the season and it it is a big one on friday night as the pirates take on the cincinnati bearcats and kevin coming off the bye week cincinnati last week uh won a game against navy was 20 to 10 kind of yeah they got the win wasn't super impressive but uh they've got a short week east carolina's had a lot of time to prepare so I don't know. Does that does that help out East Carolina a little bit heading into this matchup?
10: Well, I think it definitely does. You know, for one, you, you go nine weeks without a, a break, and uh, you you got so many guys that are just banged up. You know, nothing serious outside of, of, of Rajay, but uh, it's just the the normal nicks and bumps and scrapes you get playing a full season. And so they had a chance to kind of rest those things, but also – they had extra time to prepare for Cincinnati. They know that they need to go on a run here and, and win these last three if they want a chance to play in the championship. And so uh, having extra time to prepare for any team is always a positive. And Cincinnati didn't have a bye and they're playing on one game, uh, shorter rest than normal. So that definitely uh, benefits the
4: Earlier this week, Luke Fickle head coach of the Bearcats was asked uh, if he's noticed anything East Carolina's doing differently here during this three game win streak that they weren't doing earlier in the year. And, he, he took a broad kind of general approach to it and said they're winning close games at the end, kind of referencing BYU and Memphis, and uh, Pirates weren't able to do that against NC State and Navy. So he didn't have anything in particular to point out in his answer. How about you, Kevin, as you've watched this team all year long? What, if anything, has been different these last three games for East Carolina where they have this winning streak that maybe you didn't see earlier this year?
10: Well, you know, outside of the uh, the two lane game, every single game has been win- winnable or won. Yeah, uh, and you know, the, obviously the, the most glaring error or, or situation was the kicking game. Right? You know, and I hate to point the finger at at one player because I'm, I'm not trying to do that, but you know, the the missed kicks, you know, kept a couple games from being won. You uh, know, so that was the biggest thing. I would say the second biggest thing is just playing the secondary, you know, the first half of the season. Uh, not the play was bad. It just was, you know, at the most inconvenient times, you know, they would give up deep balls across the middle uh, or long plays uh, either for touchdowns or for a or for big third down pickups. And so I think that has gotten better. I think in the last couple of games specifically, when I mean, UCF was putting up crazy numbers against everybody else. And we were able to kind of slow them down and, and keep them from putting up uh, a ton of points. So, I would say those are the two things that I look at as, as the reason that the Pirates aren't you know
4: 9-0. and And another stat we brought up this week, Kevin, is turnover margin for East Carolina. That is something during this three-game win streak, and then all their wins uh, have been very important for ECU this year. And they're sitting uh, tied for 26th uh, right now in the nation at plus 6. Uh, that's a good number to have, and uh, that has showed up in the wins and in the games the Pirates uh, lost. You can point to some special teams. You can also point to some turnovers. Uh, you know, by Holton Naylors and others and also uh the defense not forcing turnovers. Turnovers have been huge in the uh the win losses this year for ECU.
10: Yeah, no doubt. And I think the, the running backs have done a great job of hanging on to the football uh receivers too. There just haven't been very many fumbles, but in terms of interceptions, uh there's been several. Uh and, and so you, you know, you've looked at the stats. When, when 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 Holton doesn't throw interceptions, we win football games. And so and it's not normally it's not normally just uh a bad throw necessarily or, or um, you know, a, a, a DB making a, a great play. It's usually just a bad decision, you know, throwing in the coverage when you shouldn't, uh, you know, not running when you should or not throwing the ball away when you should. just a bad decision. And so it seems like over the last few weeks he's cleaned up those bad decisions. It's going to happen every now and then. But it's certainly happening a lot less than it was the first half of the year.
4: Kevin Monroe joining us. Going to be a physical and a hard hitting game. Mike Houston said it. Everybody's expecting it. So, in this game, Kevin, you got to be able to play well in the trenches. And talking to Steven Igo yesterday, when he looks at Cincinnati, he says their strength uh, is the the pass rush and. Getting after the quarterback, but maybe you can hit him uh, on the edge in the run game. So it could be a lot of Keaton Mitchell coming up tomorrow night. Kind of depends on how Cincinnati wants to play it. Uh, BYU tried to take away Winstead and CJ, so uh, we had to go a different route. And uh, we saw some Mitchell, saw a lot of running from the Pirates. We'll see what Cincinnati chooses to do. The good thing is, Kevin, it seems like this Pirate offense uh, has been able to. If they're if they're letting you throw the ball, whole Nailers and company are going to do it. If they're taking that away, they've been able to run it. Can they do that against the very talented Cincinnati defense? Uh, we'll see tomorrow night.
10: Yeah, especially when uh, Keaton Mitchell has been healthy. When Keaton Mitchell has been healthy, it's been hard to stop the run. And this is a Cincinnati team giving up about 141 on the ground uh, to their opponents and just 180 to the air. So they're, they're good at, as you said, a pass rush, and they're good in the secondary to kind of minimize what teams have been able to do on them downfield, but you know, 140 on the ground, I mean, that's that's certainly given up some some room out there. And, and, and the way Keaton's been running the football, uh, you you would expect them to be out go, to go out and establish a run early and continue to run until they stop it, and then go to play action. So uh, I think you're right. I think it, it it makes a huge difference that the Pirates have been able to do run or pass when needed. Um, but you know, to have the opportunity to run the football and run it successfully, it's hard for any team to stop the pass when they're giving up so much on the run and then you get to play action. So, uh, yeah, they got to be able to
4: do both. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. If folks watch on Sundays, which I know you do, Kevin, and you know a lot of these guys on the field playing in the NFL, you see Sauce Gardner, who is going to be the NFL defensive rookie of the year if things keep going this way. I was watching a game the other day uh, uh, on Red Zone and heard the name Kobe Bryant. You've got Cincinnati Bearcats spread throughout the NFL, so – kudos to luke fickle and his recruiting they have kept it going not at the level they were obviously the last couple years but just uh fully stocked there in cincinnati that's impressive to lose those especially corners kevin uh, and and have guys ready to step up and and fill right in for those really uh you know blue chippers that they have and
10: it's not just that cincinnati has been just a, a great program all these years They've been an average to below average program. I mean, going back to when I was playing, at one point Cincinnati was like zero and eight, zero and nine. Uh. Uh, my junior or senior year, and I can remember there was a radio host that was sleeping on one of the um, one of the billboards, and he was he had made made a mattress up there on the billboard. and said he wasn't coming down, so they won a game. And it was Getting cold, <laughs> uh, so stuff, stuff like that was going on. But I think Luke Fickle has just changed the whole dynamic, the whole. You know, thought process of that program, and they they think they can win now. They feel good about winning. I mean, he you know he never lost any games, and he was playing and uh, you know Ohio State and, and wrestling and all the stuff that he did. He was just a winner all the time, and so um, it's just impressive what he's done for the program. I was actually lucky enough to be in the stadium on Sunday to to, to watch the Jets play the Bills. When I saw Sauce Gardner get an interception. Yeah, I think they're being very, I think they're being very smart with him. He's not he's not chasing the best wide receiver all over the field. They're pretty much keeping him on one side. He doesn't play man to man every snap. He plays some cover two. Matter of fact, the interception he got was in cover two. So you know, you, being a, a rookie corner, you know, you can't just have a guy go out there and just go man to man, lock up every every game, and it, it, it'll get tough on you. So they're they're working him in slowly, but he's playing great. Toby Bryant's playing well, so I think he's in maybe Seattle somewhere like that. Uh, and so a lot of these guys are, are, are doing good early on. I think they had eight or nine draft picks uh, in recent years. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is a Cincinnati program
4: that's uh, that's putting out good good talent. Kevin, you you mentioned how things are cyclical, and and also 1998, and I thought about Tulane and how uh, they went undefeated that year. They now uh, have an opportunity to keep control there in the American and and nearly punch their ticket. Uh, they still got some tough games left, but a big one against UCF on Saturday, both teams ranked biggest game there in new Orleans, probably since 1998. And, uh, it just goes to show you, you get the right coaches in there. Uh, you can, you can turn things around because Tulane, a lot like you talked about Cincinnati, uh, was known as a bottom tier football team for, for a lot of their existence, but, uh, had the great year at 98 and, uh, having a great year this year.
10: Yeah. Yeah. Tulane was really good back then. Um, you know, we played them during that time. I think it was Sean King, I guess, was the quarterback. that um, yep. Went that had that the season. They were just – they were tough. Um, but, yes, yeah, throughout the years, that has not been them. And it just takes a player or two or three to kind of turn things around. I mean, you look back to the, the Virginia Tech days when Virginia Tech in the early 90s, when Virginia Tech used to go back and forth, back and forth, all of a sudden – Michael Vick hits the scene And in nineteen ninety nine junior Tech's playing for a national championship it, it doesn't take much uh obviously they get in the big east as well and that, and that kind of helped things along but um yeah, it just takes a, a few players, the right coach, the right scheme uh you get on a hot streak man, and you can turn things around so uh hopefully the pirates have that luck you know hopefully they can you know retain their coach for a few more years and, and keep building and, and have the opportunity to be to be playing in a in a, you know a power six game or whatever they
4: call that the new year's day six game here in a couple of years and the pirates uh trying to make it to that aac championship need to knock off cincinnati just a note on the defense kevin talked about him a little bit but how about keys on friday night when you take on this cincinnati team what you know what do you remember you know no desmond ritter this year but they can throw they can pass uh what, what are you looking out for on friday night from uh Cincy's offense
10: yeah, so this this offense, you know, a lot like you know their offenses in the past. They want to establish the run. They've got uh, a few good running backs, but uh, Charles McClellan is one that we have to watch out for. Um, he's got six touchdowns on the year, averaging about eighty yards a game, uh, six yards a carry, which is really really impressive. The quarterback uh, Ben Bryant has been he's been pretty good all year long. throwing for about twenty three hundred yards, uh, two sixty a game. He has thrown some interceptions. He's got six interceptions on the year to eighteen touchdowns. So. You know the thing about playing this offense is you want to get pressure on him. He's not Desmond Ritter. He's not going to run around a bunch. He's more of a pocket passer. You get pressure on him, get hands in his face, make him make mistakes. And that's you know that's the way the teams play the Pirates. They try to you know get get pressure on Holton and make him make mistakes. So this this is, it's the same difference. So if the Pirates can do that, I think they can be successful. But they're going to want to establish a run first and then you know hit you over the top with, with Ben Bryant and some of his good receivers. They've got several good receivers in thrown you know. By him seventeen, eighteen touchdown passes this
4: year. So uh they've been effective. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pit Electric Live line. Kevin, uh you're a Cowboys fan. You you work with uh these players in the league, so you watch it from many different angles. This is about the weirdest NFL year I can remember, and we always have these conversations you know, who is good uh, in the league? Are the Giants good, or is that a fraudulent record? Are, are Geno Smith and the Seahawks good? We we try to figure out week to week. Uh, Vikings only have one loss. Are they for real? And uh, it makes it fun. It also makes it frustrating if you're trying to pick games because it's uh, it's nearly impossible week to week with everything that goes on. I mean, you saw it last week, right, with the Jets beating the Bills? Yeah,
10: yeah, there's no question. I mean, I, and, and lucky for me, you know, I was going there to see C.J. Mosley, who's the linebacker for the Jets, and he's a really good player. And, uh, you know, he played well, and they got the win. So sitting in the Jets section, it was good to, for those fans to be excited, for his parents to be excited. So that was fun. But it just, there's no way I thought going to that game that they would beat the Bills, and the Bills just didn't show up. And it's been like that every week. I mean, you know, no offense to you. I thought the Vikings were going to go and just tear you guys up, and it, that didn't happen. I mean, it was a close game. Uh, and so you just, you just never know week to week what guys are going to do. You know, if looking, at, looking at the Cowboys-Packers game preseason, I would have thought that, you know, it'd be the Packers by, you know, a touchdown or yeah. two points easily. But now I think it's, you know, I think the, the Cowboys are probably favored. So uh, this has been a crazy season. All the teams have kind of been, you know, just different than what they've been in the past. And so you just never know. Pretty much anybody can beat anybody on any given week.
4: I'm trying my best to jinx the Cowboys, and I keep reeling off this stat, <laughs> Kevin. The Brewers – the Milwaukee Brewers have won a game more recently than the Green Bay Packers, and they hadn't played in over a month, so that tells you how bad the Packers have been.
10: Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, I think I told you I was there in, in Washington when they played the Commanders, and they just looked awful. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw the game. They did, they did not look good.
4: Kevin Monroe joining us, Pit Electric Live on Kevin. Thanks for the chat, as always. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll hear you back on the call next week. Still waiting on that kickoff time, Kevin. There's another thing that kind of a i don't know a a side deal of being good here late in the year you got to wait on kickoff times because they want to know where to to slot your game in so i guess we'll find out this weekend and so will you
10: yeah absolutely And i'm excited to do it no matter what time it is i'd much rather be earlier than later but we'll see what happens but uh i always appreciate being on the show
4: thanks kevin kevin monroe joining us on the pit electric live line east carolina and cincinnati coming up On Friday, what does Tony Collins think about that game? We'll find out when we return. Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Touchdown, Tony Collins, the ECU Hall of Famer, joins us when we return after this.
9: Welcome back. Brown and wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at BrowningwoodAuto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and wood Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock.
4: Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Club Rock and Touchdown, Tony Collins. In the house. Joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. How you doing, TC? Doing good, man. I'm doing good.
0: Just smiling a little bit. I'm, just, I'm just,
4: smiling. <laughs> just smiling. It's always good to win a bet against Tony. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, my commanders lost. Your Patriots have won two in a row. We're hot. after losing to the Bears. This this whole season's hard to figure out, ain't it? It's a crazy
0: season, man. You just, you never know who to pick every week. It's uh, crazy. Something's gonna happen. I, like Carolina I, might win this
4: week. I, they might. I picked them to win. I doubt it. I I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> you can't. Uh, the Falcons aren't that good. We. We try to figure out who's good every week. And uh, I just said to you, the best team in the AFC East is the Miami Dolphins. And I say that because when Tua has started, they are undefeated.
0: Yeah, that's true. You just got to keep them healthy. But, you know, I, I I don't know what's going on with Josh Allen. I yeah. think he's going to play this week, but uh, you, you can't keep them out of there because they look i know and
4: he's day-to-day uh they struggled against the jets last week they probably are the best team but i do really like the dolphins uh when they have all their weapons going well uh we'll look at the nfl slate coming up a little later but let's talk pirates uh coming off a bye week tony and we always talk about like rest versus rust uh like in playoff games when a team gets a bye and it's like have they had too much time off and all that I mean, I feel like this bye week came at a great time for East Carolina. They had a ton of momentum, winning three in a row. They can keep that going through a bye week, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it, uh, we definitely need the rest for for Keenan. I mean, you know, he was—I uh, think he was a little beat up, but and hopefully he got some rest, and that's going to help. Uh, but you know, we we haven't had a bye week this whole season, right? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is it. Week. So I think it's—I think it'll be good for us going to a big game like Cincinnati. Uh, Rest up they're already excited it's a must win if we if we want any type of chance to 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 win the division so um i mean well, the, the whole thing but uh i think it's good i think it'll be good for us
4: yeah and you get that extra time to prepare cincinnati coming off a 20 to 10 win over navy looking at what they've done this year tony so uh, they've had some streaks snap this year Not impressed already.
0: with cincinnati
4: so they they lost a the game which they hadn't done since 2019 they lost their opener at arkansas they lost a conference game to ucf which they hadn't done since 2019 uh they lost to ucf october 29th there's still one streak they have going they have the second longest home winning streak in all of college football have not lost a home game five years ago to the day it was november 10th 2017 they lost on a friday night to temple one more streak out there to be broken tony and when's uh, the
0: last time we beat cincinnati you know
4: that was 2017 scotty montgomery beat luke fickle oh wow yeah before he got it rolling there so uh they have owned the series of late east carolina still has a winning record overall against cincinnati but they've been really good so we hadn't beat them uh, in a long time
0: Now's the time.
4: Now's the time.
0: Now is the time. I mean, I I watched him play. I watched him play against UCF. I even watched him play against Navy. I mean, Navy was in the game. Uh, But, uh, man, if we go up there and play ECU football, we we can actually beat him pretty bad if we – I'm I'm talking about really beat them like thirty-seven to ten or something like that. <laughs> Seriously,
4: I have confidence. If, if I don't me, have that much confidence.
0: I, I watched them play, man. I mean, they're they're a good football team, but they they don't have that they don't have that great defense like they used to have, and their offense is not as as explosive as it, as it used to be. So they're vulnerable.
4: When you so you saw them the last two weeks, what what did they do well? Like what? Do we have to worry about offensively for them? I
0: mean, of course they they've got a good passing attack. I I just I just didn't see anything that just stood out on, yeah. me, you know what I mean? So, they I just think they're just an ordinary team. Are they still ranked? They're not ranked anymore. No,
4: the, the the loss to UCF knocked them out and put UCF in the rankings. Yeah, so, so yeah, they're yeah, kind of flip-flopping. They're,
0: they're, they're definitely beatable, but we just can't go up there and have two or three turnovers. Actually, we can't go and have no turnovers. Yeah in order to, I think, come out with a victory.
4: Let's take a look at the uh, Cincinnati weather on Friday night. Uh, Looks like we're going to have – looks like it should be clear, and it's going to be around 59 uh, to 51, but somewhere in the 50s. Good football. Perfect. Yeah. Picture-perfect weather, so no problem there for this East Carolina team as they travel uh, to Cincinnati um defensively so you saw him against navy kind of throw out all that but how about i don't anything defensively i, I know Stephen Igo said they do have a good pass rush so that's going to be something that uh our o-line and whole nailers and company need to watch if,
0: if we can get our running game going which i th- really think we can I, I watch ucf really run the ball well against them uh navy ran the ball well against them uh i think we have the opportunity to do the same thing um I, I, we we just have to con- control the line of scrimmage. I've I, I watched our offensive line in this three-game winning streak that we've had, and our offensive line w- was is doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know how many sacks uh, Houghton has had in these last three games, but it's not been many.
4: Yeah, Tony, and it seems like it's been a long time since you could confidently state that you think our offensive line can establish a run game, especially against a team like Cincinnati. Right. It shows how well they've been playing how well Mitchell and and Gunn and company have been running the football and if they stack it up and let East Carolina go one-on-one. Remember uh, what year was it where Holden Aylers just kept hitting C.J. Johnson with bomb after bomb at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. That year they said we're putting our guys one-on-one and see what happens and East Carolina torched them that day. Um, I think that was Aylers' second game against the Bearcats maybe but Anyway, uh, if they do that again, big days for Winstead and Johnson are ahead. So pick your poison with this offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, we we have the weapons, man, like I've been saying all year. Uh, You've said it since we, day one. We got the weapons. We just got to put them to use. And I'm telling you, man, we can go up there and score at least 35 At least thirty five points on these guys. At least.
4: All right. We'll get your score at the end. But it sounds like you got them scoring in the 30s. Uh, Shirley, let's hear a little bit from Tony's favorite guy, Donnie Kirkpatrick. Who's calling some great games? Yeah, he's, doing he's doing
0: a hell of a job. Doing a hell of a job.
4: Donnie spoke with the media earlier this week. Let's hear a, a little bit of that Q and A.
3: They they lost a couple of corners. The
2: NFL lost a lot of guys. In the oh. Still pretty good, pretty good
7: defense. All right? Yeah, you know they're they're a Big Twelve team, right? So they just rebuild, I guess, or reload or whatever. They don't have to rebuild, but I think they had seven guys from last year's defense are playing on Sunday. And from what I understand, because I don't get to really watch Sunday till the, maybe till after our season's over, they're all playing pretty good too is what I hear. So uh, I guess they really were good players. But, you know, they've got they got great culture. And they beat enough teams, I think, that they probably got to play these other guys some. And so they, they've been recruiting well. And they haven't dropped off any. You know, you don't know, get them statistically or anything. They, I, I might be a week behind here, but going into the open day, and I looked at it. They led the nation in sacks. They led the nation in tackles for a loss. They led the nation in scoring on defense. They scored four touchdowns all around defense. And they've had four takeaways they've returned inside the 10-yard line that they didn't score on. That's a, that's a pretty good defense. you know. And I think what they're giving up, 20, 21 points a game, which may, they're probably not very happy about that because they're used to giving up less than that. So they haven't dropped off a lot. They're just newer names, guys that everybody doesn't know. So it's kind of like that. So it, it's going to be a good challenge everybody said that everybody knows that's true you know i think our kids are excited about it uh, i know that they practiced really well this week and so uh we're on to cincinnati and they got a 31 game win streak i mean you, you can just keep making reasons for you know why this is going to be tough but this is why you do this this is why you come to east carolina this is why you coach here. It's why the guys come here to play because they want to play in these games and it's just fun to be back in games like this where people are talking about we got a chance to go win this game i mean Somebody I saw was talking about if they beat them or wait, you went out, you're, you're going, I was like, well, if we're talking about that, things are good. You know, we've got a long way to go. We, we sure are not there yet. But like I say, thank God we ain't where we were, you know, when it's already taken inventory by this time of year. You faced a pretty tough line uh, last two, two Fridays ago.
9: Yeah. Um, how would you compare that to what you're getting ready to face this Friday?
7: You know, talking about Brigham Young was good. They're very good up front, very strong, mature guys, some older guys. Uh, they're they're every bit as good or better. The, the, they got two nose guards. You know, they're going to line right up on our center. Avery Jones, I'm glad to see him each day. I hope he don't, you know, not show up uh, because they had a really good one last year, and they got two good guys. I mean, so they roll and they keep them fresh. So they're really good there. This, you know, a couple of the linebackers, the one linebacker was the player of the year, I guess, in the mat, and he transferred to play with his brother. And he's, gosh, he might be the, you know, I think they're voting for him for All-American we had a thing. Coach was asking, you know, who's the best players, and we're, we're saying these guys. So it's a three down front for the most part. It kind of reminds you a little bit more of North Carolina State's defense up front really strong. Maybe a little more agile, though, than, than actually State was.
2: You mentioned them getting sacks, making teams play behind the chains. Do you have to change up your play calling style, especially early
7: and down? I don't know if you change the play calling necessarily, but I know that I have said this several times this week when we're talking about, you know, what's going to be the script, what's going to make the play calling sheet. Uh, well, if we're not 100% sure – we got to throw that one out because that their game, and this is how they, they, they do it, is they get you behind the chains. SMU probably would have beat them because the drives they didn't get sacked or get the tackle for a loss, they scored. But there were so many, half their possessions, it was second and 18, you know, and then it was third and 20-something. And it's, those are hard to make. So they just play uh, this aggressive defense where they penetrate And they get so many tackles for a loss. So you do have to, I think, cause – got to eliminate any play that's too risky probably, like on first and second down, or you're going to be so far behind the change, you're not going to have a realistic chance. So I guess really probably yes is the answer to your question the more I think about
4: it. All right. Uh, There is Donnie Kirkpatrick. And what Cincinnati does well, sounds like the D-line, Tony, is the strength. So can the Pirates establish a run, keep Holt Nailers upright – uh, two big questions heading into this game.
0: No, You you can grade out uh, Cincinnati, say, for last year. You're going to probably grade them overall offensively and defensively. You give them a 94, or 95 maybe. Maybe. Well,
4: that might be yeah. a little uh, bit. Undefeated, but, yeah. But mm-hmm.
0: this year, you grade them out. I mean, I can't see them in, in no better than an 82 or 83. I mean, I, you know, just by watching the game and seeing what UCF could do to them, we beat UCF. Yeah, uh, you know we—they're not better than North Carolina State. We should have beat North Carolina State. So, we're we're in a game where we can we can dominate if we if we play ECU football.
4: It doesn't feel like they're going to be outmanned, and it doesn't feel like ECU's really ever been outmanned on the field. I know Tulane beat them bad, but uh, we've got the guys to do it every week, no matter who we play. You mentioned UCF. Uh, Matt says Tony is calling for a central florida repeat uh the way you've been talking about how many school how many points ccu is going to roll up so uh we'll get more into that later we'll hear a little bit from blake harrell too let's take a time well i'll tell you what surely let's open up the booty bag make somebody a winner here on a thursday
2: booty 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 everywhere Booty, booty 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 booty
9: booty
4: everywhere All right, 317 1250. What are we giving away today?
9: Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. All
4: right, that can be yours if you are caller number eight. Caller eight, 317 1250. Call in now. Caller eight is a winner. We're back with more touchdown Tony Collins after this.
9: Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Redbanks Road in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Jackie Hutcherson of Winterville picked up lunch for two at tiebreakers tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m it is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches appetizers cold beer and more follow tiebreakers on facebook and instagram for daily updates tiebreakers in greenville at bells fork and in downtown winterville on railroad street now let's head back in to prl here's clip
4: back with you on pirate radio live here on a thursday touchdown tony collins hanging out in the pirate radio studios Likes the Pirates to score a lot of points on Friday against Cincinnati. How many points will they allow defensively as uh, East Carolina's defense has been opportunistic of late, forcing turnovers, making big plays, getting big stops, and uh, kind of went back and forth there for a while against BYU, but as they've done all year, Tony, uh, played well in the fourth quarter and played well in the second half and, and got the stops when they needed to, and that was enough to uh, to get by BYU, but... Another challenge coming up on Friday night. How, where do you think our defense stands right I now? I mean, I
0: think our defense is playing well. I think our defense is is, is better conditioned than a lot of uh, other other uh, defenses that we play or offenses that we play. Uh, because you see, in the, in the fourth quarter, they come they come up with the big plays, and that's that's all you got to put that all on the, the, the weightlifting, yeah, and, and you know the condition and
4: depth as well.
0: Yeah, of course. Yep, the depth too. I mean, we. I, I'm gonna tell you that. We we probably one of our our defense has, has been our main thing like the first 3 or 4 games of the season uh, our defense has played very well. We, we give up some points, we give a, a few points against BYU, we give a few points against UCF, but you know those are the games that we they they still played well when when it came down to making the big stop at
4: the end. And I remember saying this earlier in the year, you know, Who's going to be – who is a star on this defense? And I don't know if we have one. It's a yeah. collection of good players, right? I mean, Julius Wood has made a lot of plays this year, forcing fumbles, interceptions, and has been an impact guy. Every now and then, Jeremy Lewis gets in the backfield, gets a sack. But it seems like it's different guys stepping up. I mean, there's not one guy that opposing offenses look at probably and say we got to take him out of the game. You,
0: you look at our defensive backs. And you know, in the past, our defensive backs been – Kind of shaky, but I'm telling you, our defensive backs has played well uh, this season. I don't know how many interceptions we have, but we we were up there, uh, and and it's, we got to be up there as far as in the top. 10 or top whatever in our in our, in our division or in our, in our conference because they've come up with some big plays lately.
4: And nationally, East Carolina ranks tied for 26th in uh, turnover margin. They're yeah. plus 6 on the year, so that's a, that's a pretty good number to have at this mm-hmm. point in the season. And as you said, when uh, East when U doesn't turn it over, they win. When they do, they lose. <laughs> kind of as simple as that. Uh, let's hear a little bit from Blake Harrell this week as he met with the media and uh, hear what he had to say about the defense.
2: Coach, uh, no Desmond Ritter and no Jerome Ford, but they're still pretty good offensively.
12: What do you see from night? Yeah, very, very same offense as last year. Um, you know, and I don't think we realized at the time we knew Desmond Ritter and Jerome Ford and, and I think Pierce are really good players, and I think they're doing a pretty good job on Sundays too. But, you know, and, and the supporting cast they had around them is now the main guys, and they're doing a really good job. And, um, you know, still a very similar offense that you saw a year ago. Um, you know, Brian's doing a really good job operating the offense. got a live arm. I mean, he threw for over 3,000 yards uh, last year uh, where he was at. And, and the tailbacks have all played. They're experienced guys. They're not rookies. Uh, the tight ends, you know, I thought a year ago they were probably as good as anybody in the country. The same guys, uh, Josh Wiley and those guys there. And, and that wide out, they got real speed out there. Um, number one, Trey Tucker, I think we saw that two years ago when we were up there. Uh, 21, I think he caught the first ball on us last year. Uh, across the middle there and he's a really good player i think he was uh, Arnold honorable mention for player of the week in the conference last week and they're both 10 400 meter guys so you gotta know where they're at know what they're capable of and, and then into the boundary uh whether it's 84 or 20 both of them are, are playmakers over there and old lines is that same guys as up front last year so we got to make sure we, we just take care of us and and really focus on what we what we do and how we do things, how we approach the game. Uh, I think first and foremost, we want to go stop the run. I think we did that early in the ball game last year, I think late in the game, the fourth quarter, particularly uh, last drive, a few runs got away from us, but um, we got to stop the run early. That way, you know, they, they were probably 50-50, maybe more 60-40 pass run, um, but we want to try to make them one dimensional as much as possible and see if we can affect the game in that, that manner. When they when they're a team
4: like that who has a wide receiver who does you know a lot of the scoring and just is a really good wide receiver what's the balance of trying to take him away but also not get beat by some other guys yeah.
12: yeah well the, the fact they're a balanced football team is is hard to kind of put all your attention to him you know um, uh, sometimes when you got a, a team that's going to throw the football and, and not really try to run it then you can maybe double that guy up a little bit more but and the fact they got several guys not just the wideouts that that are really good speed guys and got really good hands out wide and had a big week last week. Um, but the tight end, Josh Wiley, I think is, you know, a special player too. I think he's maybe the all-time leading or, or as many touchdowns for a tight end in a long time up there. So uh, he's got some pretty big numbers. And the tailbacks, I mean, they had a, a 76-yard run against SMU, broke that game open. The uh, USF game, the, the run that put that away was about 40 yards out. So they can park it from everywhere. So you got to make sure that you're balanced. And that's what they do. That's what good football teams do is they don't have one or two weapons. they got several um and at the same time in the past game you better know who can take the top off of it and those guys can so we got to make sure that all our attention is in the right places all our eyes in the right places and then we we uh, get 11 hats to ball and do a great job tackling
0: this is a
2: team that to be the top dog in the conference you have to beat and i'm sure that that's something that your defense is kind of savoring coming off of this bye week right
12: yeah ever, ever since i've been here ever since i got here it was uh cincinnati was a standard um again in 2020 and and they were the standard then, and and until somebody knocks them off at home especially, uh, they'll still be the standard in this conference. Um, and I, I know they're not in you know, Tulane's officially in first place right now in the conference, but uh, and until they, until Tulane beats Cincinnati, Cincinnati is the standard. And that, that's kind of what we're looking at, and that's the approach we take. Um, and we, we're excited about the challenge and uh, very respectful of, of their football team, their football program, and what they've done up there, because it's, it's been an amazing run of what they've really done uh, ever since Coach fickle done been there. And uh, the, the home winning streak, all those things are, are you know, a credit to, to to them as coaches, as the program, as their players. Uh, but we got to go focus on us and, and make sure we're ready to freaking go up there and and bring our game and play our best football game of the year.
4: All right, uh, some of Blake Harrell there. You can hear the uh, and watch the interviews in their entirety Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. And uh, Tony talking up the opponent, and Cincinnati deserves uh, those rave reviews, but. I don't know. Do you get tired of that as a player, like hearing about how good the opponent is? You
0: know is? what the coaches they they have to yeah. they have to say that they have to do that. They know they're they're not as good as they were last year. They know that for a fact. But they you know they, they got to say the right things over the. The media, but at the same time, you know they're a good football team, and you know we can't go up there and make mistakes like, like we said, we don't have any turnovers. We 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 win, we win games, and that's what we're going to have to do on Friday night.
4: Speaking of coach speaking, and I want to ask you about this, Tony. Did, did you see what happened with the Colts these last few days? They fire Frank Reich. <laughs> they bring Saturday, in Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday is the head coach. <laughs> I, I
0: didn't even know he was. Uh, still with the team i thought he was an announcer or something
4: well he's really not he's been like a (laughs) consultant it would kind of be like you being the patriots coach like five years after you retired or whatever (laughs) but they bring him in
0: Uh, what because they like him because he's a good guy well their owner does he he know anything about coaching
4: now he coached the high school team they had a losing record (laughs) but you know uh their owner is a bit of a madman jim ursay you he's know, Ir- has been there for a long time. Too Is that what, too long is he's what you're trying to say? He's been there for a long time. Ursay <laughs> was there when I was playing. Look, we like Ursay because he's trying to get Dan Snyder out of Washington. So don't <laughs> get him out of there yet until he does that. But it is a crazy deal. But I bring it up because three, a, a week and a half, whatever ago, he's sitting on his couch watching football because he's not coaching the Colts. And he's watching games and he's making observations. And he says, the Raiders stink. He tweets it out. Guess who he's coaching against this week? The Raiders. So now he's got to probably go say, "Oh man, Josh McDaniels does a great job. Der- Derek Carr is a great quarterback." But uh, on his couch, he says, "The Raiders stink. stink." You'll never hear a coach say another team stinks. No, huh?
0: no I think this can't
4: do it. Ah, uh, what are the players in the locker room thinking right now when you bring in a guy that wasn't even you know talking to you last week?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know man. I don't know what that what that locker room is going to be like. I mean, I, it's 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 in DeRay right already because you know they they don't have a head coach that you know, they they benched their starting quarterback and I don't even know who their quarterback is. Who's their quarterback? So now who it's knows. Sam
4: Ellinger like, and well, that has I mean, not what, worked out well right where, now.
0: Where did, did he play uh college football? He's
4: a Texas guy. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the famous uh video of the Texas quarterback going we're back after they won a game but no they weren't back they're yeah, not back yeah. he's not back yeah um uh you know they bypassed giving the head coaching job to an in indie i don't know scotty montgomery running backs coach well,
0: that was a good choice
4: they <laughs> <laughs> so they had a montgomery on staff they've already fired the offensive coordinator and the head coach montgomery's like the last man standing but then.
0: he's isn't he supposed to be the offensive coordinator now or no
4: no, nah, they brought know. in some. They got a thirty-year-old calling plays, oh, some uh, like a consultant assistant guy. So they But guy he's still coaching. He's still he's running still back there. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's still there. And they have John Fox and Gus Bradley who have been previous head coaches, but they decide to go outside yeah, he, of the team. Yeah, you know,
0: usually you, when you do that, when you fire your head coach, you 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 you, you pick up the offensive coordinator. He's the interim or the defensive coordinator. He's the intern. Hey, they get somebody off of CBS or whatever.
4: <laughs> Does he know all the players' names? He's got to. First of all, he's got to get to know his roster. Oh god! And That's they funny. they play the Raiders on Sunday, and I got to tell you, I'm fascinated to see how it works out. Do they rally around him and rah rah and get a win, or do they look like a complete dysfunctional? Who, who, who they play this? For? The Raiders, the team he said stunk. I mean, the Raiders do stink. <laughs> he's I, not I, I, wrong. I, 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 I put it
0: to you, they are really bad. But you know what? Where are they playing? You know where they're playing? Uh, they playing in Vegas. Yep. I think the Raiders can beat them in Vegas. I, yeah. I think Jonathan Taylor is playing. Uh, playing this week though so it, it could be a close game <laughs> you never know about the trigger raiders
4: uh let's ta- it blew a 17 point lead last year last week yeah they are uh how about Devonte adams has like one catch for five yards two weeks ago and then he has over 100 yards in the first quarter yeah, yeah give him the ball throw the ball to your best player they still ended up losing uh to jacksonville last week all right let's get another break in we'll come back more with touchdown tony collins we'll run over some other nfl games and get his prediction for East Carolina and Cincinnati when we return after this.
1: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
9: It was a phenomenal day for the stock market. The Dow rose 1,201 points to close out the day at 33,715. NASDAQ Uh, Jumped up 760 points at 11,114, and the S&P rose 207 points. Finished out the day at 3,956. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff.
4: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubbuck. Dubbuck. Games going on tonight. Panthers-Falcons on prime video. You got two college football games. Tulsa is at Memphis. Memphis still kind of reeling from their uh, blown fourth quarter loss to Houston and then the loss uh, to East Carolina in overtimes here at uh, Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium. They are 4-5 and five on the year. They were 4-1 and one and should have been five and one if they could have closed out that game against Houston, but could not. So they are reeling right now. Also, Georgia Southern at, <clears throat> at Louisiana tonight. The I'll tell you who's not good, Tony. The Charlotte Hornets, not good. <laughs> Lost last night on the road tonight. Double digit underdogs.
0: They're better than the Lakers. How many games the Lakers won?
4: We'll take that.
0: Come on, man. maybe
4: they're better than the Lakers. Uh, but they are three and nine. The Hornets are on the year. Miami's struggling too, Chandler. Four I and seven. I wasn't aware that we
9: played tonight. Hey, Clip, before you dive into the NBA stuff, uh, one more uh, game to mention that's going to be taking place tonight. The ECU women's basketball team in will be... In 12 minutes. Yep, in 12 minutes, we'll tip off against Wake Forest inside Menji's Coliseum. That'll be streamed on ESPN+. Plus, but uh, they tip off at 6 o'clock.
4: We were talking about getting ACC teams here in football and in Menji's. Oh, yep. Well. Mm-hmm. We can do it in women's hoops.
9: Yes, yeah, it seems like it's not that difficult. <laughs> it is. It is. I in mean, other we've sports, had though. we've had NC State here so yeah. uh, several times actually, so it's not that difficult to get them here on, at least on the women's side.
4: Yeah. Uh, so good luck to Kim McNeil as they take on Wake Forest coming up at six o'clock. Uh, there are your games tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. The coming up Sunday, Tony Seahawks Bucks. That's an important game uh because seattle right now first place in the west uh but they're playing that game not Man, in the I'm state mexico
0: germany where are they go germany, germany is correct
4: <laughs> germany how would you uh have felt about that i wouldn't
0: time? even want to go to germany
4: yeah i mean i don't know i don't like it i don't I especially don't like it are
0: germany the bad guys
4: well you're a little behind the times there tony <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're not bad guys anymore.
4: Uh I don't th- I'm not up on okay, uh, so what, pol- what, geopolitics. When, when you go
0: on vacation, what's the is Germany the first thing on your list? For well vacation? of course
4: not. No. <laughs> of course not. Um. So, where would you like to play a football game? Aruba, not in Germany. Where do you go on vacation? Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Pro Bowl. <laughs> Which they don't even go out there anymore, do they? No, they don't. Uh, but yeah, a game in Germany. So I didn't even need to ask. You're not a fan of of these teams playing. Not a fan.
0: London. Of now, London is you know London is a nice nice place to go visit. But I mean, still, who cares about? Why would you want to go all the way to London to play a football
4: game? I, it doesn't make sense.
0: The players don't like that.
4: Yeah. I mean, the NBA made it global, I feel like, in the 90s, really. And, and it, it paid off for them because now when you had Yao Ming come over and Luka and all, Dirk, all these guys, yes. like it became a national sport. I just don't see that happening with it football. Do,
0: it doesn't do anything for the NFL. All that, yeah. all that is, just, I guess, is just exposure for – I have
4: no idea. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll get some fans. I, I, I don't, don't know, know how much money they make
0: by going to by going to London or wherever they've yeah. been going to. I, you know, I don't know.
4: Seems like a hassle, and I don't like it if my team loses a home game, like a game that would have been a home game right. is now uh, basically a, a major road game. So, anyway, there's that. We were trying to figure out the game of the week this week. I guess it's Vikings at Bills. Hmm.
0: If, Depends if, on if Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Doesn't play, you know. You never know who's going to win that game because. But if Josh Allen plays, I, I watched uh, Minnesota. They're the they're the uh, the worst seven to one team that can possibly be in the NFL right now. Yeah.
4: So. Should have lost on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the other candidate we came up with was Chargers at Forty Nine ers. Just not a not an attractive NFL slate this week. Yeah. not, not. You got so many pretenders. Yeah, you know
0: what? You know what? Primetime, I don't I don't know how they'll stay in business. All the games they have on primetime on time, Thursday it
4: really sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it has been rough and uh I tell you what, these two teams played a classic 2 weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know if they'll play a same. Apparently we got some weather in Charlotte tonight so won't be as high scoring probably this time around. Uh but you the, you call the Vikings a pretender. I think the Giants are pretenders. How about the Seahawks? I, you know, they keep I'm starting winning. to think
0: they're they, good. They keep winning, you know. And uh, again, I, I think they'll. I think they'll beat the Bucks on Sunday. I, I, I can't. I, I still. I look at Tampa Bay. I still see them struggling offensively. They barely beat the Rams. And did you Rams watch the end of that game? Terrible. Yeah, the, the Rams. I, they, they should fire the coach. They should fire the coach,
4: the I mean, defensive coordinator, football. somebody. He that was the. And I guess credit to Brady, sure, and all that, but that was the worst defense. After playing a great game the entire game, they let them win. Was, they let them walk down the entire field. It, I, it was, it was uh, sad. It yeah, was, it was really was really sad. And you, you and and that's
0: they won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, and I, they I don't seem know, far man. from that. they 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 I don't, I don't think they'll win seven games this year.
4: You know what else is sad? Watching Aaron Rodgers throw three interceptions and lose to the Lions last week. Yeah, that was pretty bad. They are, they're about toast. It's,
0: it's, it's crazy when you see a great quarterback like that, and you, when he doesn't have any receivers, and he doesn't get protected, he's just a regular old quarterback.
4: Yeah. He is, and uh, we've seen that happen with Peyton Manning his last year in Denver. Drew Brees had a big fall off. I mean, you've seen it yeah. a million times, Tony. Uh, I still feel like Brady's got something though. Like I don't think he's fallen I will
0: put it to you this way: if you put weapons, if you give Aaron Rodgers weapons, you if right. you give Tom Brady weapons, they'll they'll know how to do something with it.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's, that's Rodgers is just but, missing. But some without help. weapons, yeah, they're ju- they're just regular uh, quarterbacks.
4: Are the Cowboys
0: a contender? I, I really believe so because of their defense. I yep. mean, they they have a great defense. If they can stay he- healthy offensively, uh, the defense is going to keep them in games. So, uh, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I, I think I've said this before. Philadelphia has a, a great chance to go 17 or 18 and know how many games they play in the regular season. Uh, they have a great chance. You look at their schedule. Their, their schedule is probably the weakest schedule in the NFL. I mean, they got they got the Cowboys coming up, but they can beat Dallas.
4: Uh I am stubborn Tony when I pick something and ride with the team I'm going to ride with them till they f- drive off the mountain mm-hmm. so I'm sticking with the 49ers for now. I know their record's not great. To, what? to win, to to win the what? NFC.
0: To win the whole NFC and go to the to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Come on, man. Why?
4: Why not? 49ers? Yeah. They got a defense. They got a What's great record though. They're like 4 and 4. <laughs> what? <laughs> They don't need to be at home. They don't have a home field advantage anyway. They play defense on the road. If they Vikings 49ers in the playoffs. Who would you pick?
0: Right now, I, yeah. I, would, I would I would probably take the 49ers. Exactly. The Vikings, don't, they do not impress me. But they, they got to get by Philly. They got to get by Dallas.
4: How, they gonna, how One I'll, of them will get beat. They only got to beat one of them teams. I'm mm. sticking <laughs> with the Niners. Christian McCaffrey added to the mix. Debo's back this week. Watch out for the Niners. Uh, Are the Titans for real?
0: Just don't have the weapons on the outside. I mean, you can only uh, run the big boy Henry uh, so much. You know, once they shut that down, Tannehill, uh, to me, is not that quarterback that's going to win games for you. I I just can't see them getting over that hump because they don't have no go-to guys as receivers.
4: The Dolphins are for real. If healthy. I,
0: I, I, I love the the, the Dolphins, yeah. man. They have a, a talented team. I mean, they they probably got the most talent on their offense, and they got a great defensive team. They picked up Chubbs. Uh, I mean, yeah. come on, man. You, you, you got now one of the best pass rushers in the NFL uh, added to that defense. They have a chance to, to – they've already beat Buffalo. They beat Buffalo already,
4: right? Didn't they beat the Buffalo? The Dolphins.
0: Yeah, yeah, they beat Buffalo.
4: I'm, uh, pretty, I'm almost yeah.
0: positive they beat Buffalo, and they and you know they got a chance to to, to beat Buffalo again when they play them again.
4: They uh, I, one team that, and it's it's funny to say because we have lauded them so much, but I feel like we don't talk a lot about the Chiefs because. We're fascinated about the Bills, and we got these up and coming teams. The Chiefs just kind of lay in the weeds, and they're going to win a bunch of games and be there. But are they a, a serious contender? I watched in the AFC? Them last
0: week against Tennessee. I mean, they had to go in overtime. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, it, they as long as they got Mahomes, yeah, I mean, they have a chance to win. so you, you got to put that. But the, the only thing about Kansas City is their defense. I, mean, I don't. I just you know, their defense is just not that. They need some more ballers on their defense to, to get them. A, I think one of the top three. I don't even think they're a a, a top three team. You know, in the in the, NF, in, the in the AFC, you, you got Bills. you got Bills, you got Miami Dolphins, and, and and I'm gonna tell you,
4: we haven't mentioned the Ravens.
0: I'm gonna tell you the, the the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens are up there, but another team, man, and they knocked off the Buffalo Bills last week. Is the Jets? You you may say the Jets. You know, the Jets. The Jets have a great defense. The only, the only question about the Jets right now is their quarterback. Zach Wilson. Wilson we is, talked about
4: it last week. He's, I mean,
0: he's shaky, but when he plays good, well, they, they got a great rushing attack. Yeah, they, they lost their rookie,
4: week? and they still were able to yeah. run the ball yeah. all over Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, the Jets kind of had well, – they've had back-to-back weeks like show-me games, and they failed against the Patriots but stood up tall in the next yeah. one against yeah. the Bills. Uh, the Ravens, I have them on the fence if they're good or not. I'll I'll consider them good. That was impressive road win. I know the Saints aren't that good, but to go in there and beat them pretty bad and you
0: look at the ravens uh, i think in early in the season they blown like two or three big oh huge and, leads! Uh, in, and and which games they should have won and you know i don't know what their record is now but you take two of those losses away they're they're right up there at the top with, with buffalo and miami
4: i had some crazy staff for sports trivia earlier in the season and it was like the ravens were three and three or something and they had trailed in like a minute and 14 seconds the in their games because they lose at the end <laughs> and uh they did not let that happen on monday night all right uh tony you've already said that east carolina can score into the 30s on cincinnati so what's your uh your final score prediction dcu
0: 47 <laughs> God, cincinnati 27 47 47 points baby we're gonna light them up in cincinnati I got to them up in Cincinnati. 47-27. All, right.
4: All right. Mark it down. We got some Germany comments, Tony, that I got to get to. Michael Winstead says, Germany is a great country. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. He was stationed there. <laughs> uh, they are allies of America. <laughs> Catch up, Tony. <laughs> Robert says, let Tony know outside of North America, the German Football League is the best league Uh, He said the Vikings drafted a tight end out of the GFL in the
0: fourth round. Okay, okay. All right. Hey, learn us. I'm I'm, I'm learning. Learn us now. Go Germans.
1: (laughs) So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio
10: Live, an exclusive presentation of the Voice of the Pirate Nation.